What's up, everyone? Happy Tuesday, and welcome to Game Face episode 340 on Sifted Games at Sifted.net. I'm Shane Satterfield, the founder of Sifted, and your host for the next couple hours of awesome game discussion. I gotta tell you, we have awesome game discussion today. <laughs> we have a, an episode packed with games today, Kyle. Mm-hmm. No small topics, none of that crap. We got games to talk about today and some big games. And the good news is, pretty much from here on out for the next couple months, we have at least one big game to talk about every week on the show. Pretty close. Pretty much. Um, after the the uh, dry week of April, it really was feast or famine this month, Matt, where it's like we had nothing pretty much all month. And then finally... Yeah. We had Everspace 2. That was pretty yeah. big. <laughs> I mean, you're right. There's a couple of smaller things that we discovered. Um, but as far as big games that get people excited, they all kind of came in the last week of the month. Now, you may be wondering, are we going to talk about Star Wars Jedi Survivor today? We are not. The embargo for that lifts tomorrow. Uh, so we'll be talking about that in next week's episode, which actually will give Matt a chance to play through most of the game. It'll be better for our discussions as well. But still, we have five big games in today's episode of Game Face. Matt, how has your week been? Playing a lot of games, I'm assuming. Yeah. Um, it's not not amazing in yeah. that regard. It's just like, it's, it's just, there's a lot of stuff and you can't focus on anything. And some of the games I really didn't enjoy. So uh, that makes for a good episode of Game Face. <laughs> <laughs> I played a ton of games. I'm literally like I was up to like, not talking about my least favorite this week. Yeah, so. um, I was up to like 3 a.m. last night. Try, I was trying to finish one of the games uh, for today's episode, and I did not quite make it. But I am pretty much at the end, which is a good thing for our discussion. Um, let's see housekeeping. I don't want to. I don't want to make it too long this week because obviously we have a bunch of games to talk about, and those tend to go a little bit longer in the grand scheme of Game Face. Uh, first up, though, one thing one thing of note for the website, uh, for those of you who use this, the site, and you all should be, at sifted.net, um, we are no longer able to share links on Sifted via Twitter. So if you're a Sifted user and you see something that you like on the website and you use one of the buttons to share something to Twitter, to your Twitter account, uh, you can't do that anymore because Twitter has decided to charge everyone to access its API, something that has never happened in the history of the internet, that a company would charge you to use its API, which is just insane. And we're not alone. Um, You can choose to pay if you want to, but a lot of big guys and smaller guys like us are choosing not to. We're not going to pay. We can't afford to pay. But even Microsoft and Xbox was like, you know what? You can't share stuff to Twitter anymore from your Xbox. Mm -hmm. They're not going to pay it. Why would they? Yeah. Why would anybody? Musk is a fucking idiot. Like just, just I the the desperation and the driving into the ground of all these like weird ways to try and nickel and dime people to figure. He's gonna accidentally work his way around if he ever manages. He's gonna accidentally work his way around all the exact same policies Twitter had when he bought it. it you're because, gonna come right back because to it. Because it was a bunch of business people making those decisions. No one was trying to censor anything. No one was trying to limit anything. No one was trying to <laughs> manipulate anything. They're they trying were trying to, run a to make money. Business. Yeah. It's really crazy, man. It turned out the way you make money doing that is you wait for some moron with more money than sense to come <laughs> along and buy your company from you and then run that into the ground while you retire yeah. to Aruba. That it's was, really it, insane. What has happened? Unbel- it's just unbelievable. It's like every what time happened to like- the poll where he was like, 
if you vote me down, I'll leave as CEO. And he lost in a landslide. Yeah. I don't know if you know this, Shane, but narcissists lie a lot. They do. Yeah. So uh, here we go. Like yeah. it's, it's, and like, I mean, it's just it, it's entertaining, but it's a shame what happened to that. That's really insane. Um, what's happened and it doesn't her. matter anymore. <laughs> that's why Microsoft is doing that with the Xbox. It's like we don't really get that much benefit from any of that so it was there because it was free and easy and like you know people like to use it for whatever and they're like oh it's going to cost us something forget it because it doesn't do anyone any good yeah like there's no engagement you get from that our engagement's really low even npr said that they're like we're leaving because he's being weird about this and like we don't get any traffic from twitter really like it's it's not a useful tool in that regard and it's not anything any of those major companies are going to want to pay for it's been crazy what's happened to twitter like i'm just don't even use it anymore we use it for our so to alert you guys that like our stream starts so that we put up a new episode of something for our patrons and that's pretty much it i tweet like once a month now matt maybe Mm -hmm. once a month so. Yeah, I don't do that too much. I, sometimes it's, I mean, I mean the, the use of Twitter at this point is just amazing takes on things. I saw one, what was, I gotta, I gotta pull the, the screenshot I took of it, because every once in a while you see something, I'm like, I'm saving that one. Mm-hmm. This is, uh, I want you to guess what movie this person is talking about. Okay. Did somebody else find this movie visually outstanding, but bad plot-wise? Uh, I just think it's a bunch of random characters thrown together with barely any exposition about them, and I don't connect or empathize with anyone. It's obviously the Super Mario Brothers movie. No. Oh, it's not. Um, it is animated, though. Hmm. Is it something that just came out? No. Oh, uh, then I wouldn't know. Princess Mononoke. <laughs> Princess <Okay>. Mononoke. <laughs> now I know why you took a screenshot. <laughs> okay. Like, the replies to that weren't even angry it was just v- desperate <laughs> confusion like wh- what yeah what? and then yeah. someone's and then like the follow-up they were like well i mean a lot of ghibli stuff is like that and just really for kids and i was like <laughs> grave of the fireflies hello like what are you talking about like yeah it's just uh, the, the most amazing thing about twitter and i suppose the internet in general is that you i would never know that someone right. would believe something <laughs> that batshit crazy well now you kn- now you can pay eight dollars a month to make sure that your reply is the first reply in every Twitter thread. Right. <laughs> but even that's not working. There's a whole thing where, like, like Elon saying, like, oh, the algorithm's putting you to the top now. And all these people with, like, tens of thousands of followers and their stupid blue check are like, I just made a post and it got 15 likes. Something's not working. It's like, maybe only 15 people like the stupid thing you said. Have yeah. you ever considered that? It's like, <laughs> well, the, the end result is that for now, you cannot share things to Twitter from Sifted. Now, we're not, we're actually not going to change the coding of the website because I have a feeling he is going to change his mind in like 10 days and it's going to go right back to the way it was because he does this stuff, he realizes it was an idiotic idea because he gets data on it and then he changes his mind. So we're not going to change anything on our back end, but just know as for right now, you cannot share anything to Twitter on Sifted. Uh, As far as game-related housekeeping, there's been a lot this week, but we need to get through it pretty quickly. Undoubtedly, the biggest story this week, just kind of off the cuff randomly, is this game called Unrecord, Matt? Oh yeah, the Unreal Five thing. Yeah, it is this starkly realistic video that was put out by the studio that has been working on it, and people didn't think it was real because it looks so real. Yeah, well, I I, t- I actually did talk to reply to a few people on this one because they're like, no, it's a pos- obviously video footage. I'm like, 
No, that's just what Unreal Five looks like. Mm-hmm. Like this is not all that really beyond that demo they showed. I mean, like, it's a very it's a small building. It's yeah, like it's not building. drawing a lot. Like once you're inside, it's pretty standard outside of some of the nice like you know obviously there's it's the there's, lighting there's, there's, there's the lighting. There's some good like ray mm-hmm. tracing and stuff happening here. Um, and some people are like, oh, there's no hu- there's no crosshairs. It can't be a game. I'm like, you have not played a shooter in a while. Well, like, the guy who who's working on the game went back and recorded it straight out of right. Unreal Engine 5 and put it up on Twitter. It's all 100% real, 100% legit. Yeah. And I've gotten a few people that are like, that sent that to me. And they're like, is this actually a game? I'm like, yeah, that's what they're going to look like in like two years. Yeah. Like, that's what Unreal is going to make. I mean, I'm a, a, a couple of them, I'm like, I showed you that Matrix demo. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not too far off the it's Matrix not. demo. And that actually has big outdoor environments. Big open thing. Yeah. yeah. All that's, that's so, like, yeah, this is just what it's going to look like soon. And uh, I, I do enjoy that the faces are mosaic. Mm-hmm. Like, I like it because it's, it's supposed to be. The it's camera angle is clever. It's, so it's well, filmed from. It's supposed to be a body cam. Body cam yeah, perspective. For, so the camera moves separate from the gun, which is something that never happens in video games. Yeah, that's one of the reasons it looks so real. Yeah. It fools your brain yeah. into thinking it's real because of little subtle things like that. It looks amazing, Matt. Yeah. It really does. Like, the other thing, too, is that this was based <laughs> off of some demo from like two years ago where somebody built this environment and then the team bought this demo that of the the area mm-hmm. and then put the game into the area so it wasn't the studio that's working on this isn't the one that actually rendered this yeah. building that it they're was, in it was technically an asset flip yeah it was so. a very clever one. Oh yeah. oh yeah but this game has been really riling people up here over the last week and for good reason there yeah. are there's no other game that looks like it yeah well dead island 3 will probably look like that Maybe. Imagine, imagine <laughs> smashing up zombie anatomy in that level of visual fidelity. Yeah. I mean, what we're getting is enough. <laughs> we'll talk about that here in a couple minutes. Uh, but anyway, again, that is Unrecord. Uh, as of right now, it's only announced for PC. My guess is we won't see that game for three years or something like that. I would say sooner than that. But yeah. Like, I guess it depends on what the game ends up becoming. I imagine it's going to be a fairly uninspired shooter. Yep, probably. Like, that I, I, I doesn't look interesting for me to play. Yeah. I just, it's like, yeah, like... It's going to be like Star Citizen, where it's like early on, you're like, oh, my God, I can't believe how, what this looks like. Yeah. By the time that game comes out, if it ever comes out, it's going to look like everything else. Yeah. Like it was just ahead of its time in terms of what they were showing because they were projecting into the future. But everything looks like that now. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so anyway, Unrecord still a ways away. Just that really that one little room in a demo. So a lot of work left to be done there. Um, a game that I thought we were going to cover today, or I thought I was going to cover today, Matt, was Disney's Speedstorm. It is a Mario Kart clone set in the Disney universe. However, it's supposed to be free to play, and it's not. Where did you get that it was supposed to be free to play? It is free to play. Where? It will be eventually. Eventually? Well, yeah. Because I've never seen it as free to play. This is the Founders Pack or whatever that... And a lot of free-to-play mm. games do that. They launch with a Founders Pack, so you can get in early, and you can get maybe some exclusive characters or cosmetics or whatever, and then they make it free-to-play later. But what happens is, when they make it free-to-play later and everybody else jumps in, you're ahead of the curve because you were a part of the Founders group or whatever. Um, so I went to check this out. It's $30. Yep. The cheapest version. There's three yeah, Founders the Packs. The way in is 30 bucks. And it's the cheapest is 30 bucks. And I was like, there's no way in hell I'm going to pay $30 for a free-to-play game. And as it turns out, the game only has like a handful of racers in it. Um, it's got, uh, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I think it's nine. Nine. Oh, okay. Or That's no, better not, than I thought. No, it's like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. I think it's like 12. Oh, that's a lot. I thought there was only 13. a few. Uh, there's, a, there's a bunch. There's, there's oh, okay. Mickey, Donald, Goofy, Figment. 
Um, uh, Jack Jack Sparrow, uh, Elizabeth Swan, B- Belle, the Beast. Are Monsters um, Inc. in there? There's four Monsters Inc. characters. There's Randall, um, uh, Mike, uh, Sully, and uh, Mike's girlfriend, uh, whose name I can't remember. Um, there's um, I think there's another there's another movie. They're they're grouped by Frozen, Frank, maybe? Mulan, and Khan. Oh, okay. Oh, and then there's Hercules and Meg. Okay, so there's a fair number. But yeah, there's a lot. But to be, but even if you, unless you buy like the top level, like the top level pack, I think, which is like eighty. Yeah, bucks it's like eighty or bucks. Yeah, that I think that gets you Mickey, Donald, uh, Jack Sparrow, Hercules, and a free unlock of a certain set of characters and then everybody else you have to unlock on your own if you the le- other packs give you even fewer mm. um and like uh like i just got mickey and donald for the 30 the 30 dollar thing oh see so okay so that's where the couple characters is coming from then yeah but like but to, to unlock more characters it's a mobile game it's like yeah. uh, when you unlock more characters you have to spend like 10 character tags for that character and to get them you have to buy loot boxes and there's like a point three percent chance of getting in each character like you're gonna get tags but yeah. it's for random characters and it's not just tags for characters you can race with it's char- characters for crew like you have crew characters who like i guess help fix your car like i don't even know what they do i haven't seen any <laughs> of them but like it's it, like it would take forever to yeah. get them like it's it's it is the wor- it is like a microtransaction laden piece of shit from like Five years ago, it's, <laughs> it's like we don't do this anymore. Like it's yeah. weird, and it's like it, it's. I have not played a a game that felt this predatory off of my phone in a in a very long time. It's horrible, and uh, when I talked about how the thing the thing I liked the least, it was this. Um, and uh, I, I, do, I look forward to the the Jimquisition video. Let's put it <laughs> that way, because there's no way Sterling's not going to talk about this one. Okay, because it's it's exactly what. They, they complain about all the time. Yeah, we were actually going to talk about it next week and push it to next week, but Matt's kind of already spilled the beans on it. But maybe if you play it some more, we'll readdress it next week. I mean, I can. I, I've played like a full circuit of it, and uh, I know everything I need to know about that game. Okay, so um, 50-50. It's in next week's episode. But anyway, maybe something to keep a stay away from for right now. Uh, another piece of news, smaller piece of news from this week. Horizon 3 is on the way. Um, just released Shocking. the first, yeah, exactly. Just released the first and only um, DLC for Horizon Forbidden West, the only story DLC anyway. Um, and they just released for PlayStation VR two Horizon Call of the Mountain, and then hot on the heels of both of those, they announced Horizon three. Matt, do you feel like there's any Horizon fatigue at this point, or do you think do you think they should have waited maybe to announce this, or does it even matter? No, it doesn't matter. Like, yeah. it'll be two years or whatever before they put this out anyway, and they'll put it out a week before the next From Software, you know, blockbuster. <laughs> Get murdered or the, again. Or the, the new Zelda game, or, you know, Elder Scrolls Six, and everyone <laughs> will forget it happened. Like, it's just what they do. It does seem to happen pretty frequently. Um, <laughs> uh, it feels a little... I mean, I can understand there's two... I guess there's two ways to think about it. There's... The way of, okay, everyone's talking about Horizon right now, so let's strike while the iron's hot. Or there's the perspective of, okay, we've been flooding the channels with Horizon stuff over the last, like, four or five months. People may be tuning it out right now. Maybe right now it's not the perfect time to announce the yeah, new game. As long but. as there, people are paying attention because the DLC came out, just be like, yeah, we're, do, we're doing another one. Mm-hmm. We'll see in a couple years. This is like, you know, they're going to run silent now for a long time. So, you know, the people who care now know that three is coming and the people who don't care or are more casual about it will find out when the, the ads appear on the buses. Yeah. You know? 
That's all there is to it. Are you excited for Horizon 3? I mean, yeah, I'll play. I'm into it. Like, yeah. I like these games a lot. Um, I, and I can kind of see where you'd go. Uh, I, haven't, I still haven't finished the damn game. They set up the but, third game at the end. Yeah. yeah. But, like, you can see where they're going to take yep. it. You so. can. Yep. Um, I'm pretty excited for it, but you're right. It'll show up in two or three years, and by then I'll be ready for another game. Um, it just seemed like an odd time for, to me any, at least anyway, for them to announce yeah, the next one. But you're right, you, it doesn't matter that makes much. Makes sense when they you close, it, close this out, put the last DLC out. Yeah, okay, there's more coming. Because otherwise you just got people asking for the next year and a half. Like, what are you doing? Why, why is there Horizon 3? Is there Horizon 3? Are you doing a new game? And so they're saying, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Um, another smaller story from this week. And finally, Matt, our chance... Actually, I'm jumping ahead a minute. Another PlayStation story from this week. PlayStation bought yet another studio, Matt called Firewalk Studios. It was working on a big-budget multiplayer game, one of those 15 games-as-a-service that PlayStation has talked about. It's supposed to come out in the next 18 months or whatever. I still don't see that happening, by the way. But apparently, a lot like um, Jade Raymond's studio, it appears that Firewalk worked on something for a while, impressed PlayStation enough that PlayStation then decided to buy the studio, much like they did Jade Studio. Mm -hmm. Um, That's probably a pretty smart tactic to use if your playstation is okay we'll partially fund some of this stuff we'll get you started we'll see how good you are and then if you turn out something that we're impressed with then perhaps we'll buy you that seems to be a pretty smart strategy yeah i mean i don't actually know who these this firewalk studios is but clearly they got something that sony wants to integrate with his other things Mm -hmm. yep so anyway playstation bought them i don't think the financial terms were released i didn't see anything as far as the dollars that are concerned and again Another smart tactic is getting these studios before they break good, before they release something that's really amazing, and all these other publishers suddenly are competition to snatch them up. So um, I think the way PlayStation is kind of working its behind-the-scenes ecosystem for its studios, I think it's pretty smart. Um, Hopefully it bears fruit that we all want to eat. And now, Matt, it is finally our turn to gloat, because way back when, I guess it was 2020... Mm-hmm. When Epic sued Apple for the 30% cut on the App Store, you and I were steadfast saying there is no way Epic will ever win. This is an open and shut case. Apple will win in a landslide. It's not even going to be close. And then we had Pactor, who told us we were crazy and that Epic is absolutely going to win. Nope. And we were right. And they lost, and then they <laughs> appealed, and now they lost again. And so, so I just want to let you know that I waited to gloat over this because of appeals. Yeah. So. Back in 2021, Apple won the initial lawsuit, but Epic appealed. And I was like, okay, we're not going to say anything about it until the appeals go through. This week, the appeals went through, and Apple won again. And now it's done. Mm -hmm. Apple has won. There will be no more appeals. In fact, Mr. Sweeney from Epic has now approached Apple asking to get back on the App Store at the 30% cut. Right. The same week he tweeted this inane thing about how people who don't like paying $8 the blue checks are the real elitists. Yeah. Which Cliff even, <laughs> Cliff Lazinski even had to be like, dude, I love you, but you're out of your mind yeah. right now. Well, then like, he ended up following it up with like 50 tweets trying uh, to explain it, himself and it never got better. Like, you're, I'm just like, you, th- you're like, every once in a while you're going to run into, you run into someone who's so rich they haven't like been to a grocery store right. in like years yeah. and yeah. you're like dude you, you need are to go out outside of you need to go outside that is literally what touch grass means <laughs> like yeah, tim sweeney <laughs> needs to touch grass he basically said that like the people who don't want to pay 
are the people who bullied him in middle right. school. I'm like, what are you? And Cliff was like, comes like, dude, I got bullied. He's, he's like, <laughs> he said, Mark, like from Epic. He's like, he's like, I, I'm gonna quote what he told me when I was, you know, younger and complaining about all the people who beat me up. And he's like, he's like, dude, you won. Yeah, you made it. You're good. Tim Sweeney won. Let it go. He won. Of course he like, won. Let it go. He's, he's a bi- He's worth like five billion dollars. And you're still worried about that. It's like, and like the thing, the thing that I don't get is like, do you, like the blue check was important or like desirable because you had to get it by earning it and like applying for it and like yeah. proving you were a notable person. And that now it just means you paid eight dollars. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's about as it's about as prestigious as having an Xbox Live account. <laughs> like it doesn't mean anything it anymore. Yeah, like, right. What are you talking about? I know it's weird. Uh, so anyway, Matt how does and I, the man who built the Unreal Engine <laughs> yeah. not understand this? Yeah. I don't get it. Well, I'm going to give Matt and I a round of applause because we were right about this all along. From day one, we said Apple would win. From day 20, we said Apple would. From day 500, we, and here we are at day 700, and we were right. And we don't gloat very often, but we're going to gloat over there that. Was, there was no way you were going to win a lawsuit saying you have to give us a bigger cut of this thing from this thing you completely own. That you built. Yeah. <laughs> Like, the, your option there is to either be part of it or, or turn not. the deal down. And That's now, it. And now he has to go crawling back. That's how business works. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, now he's, I'm not saying it's fair, yeah. but that's how it works. Yeah. Now he's crawling back, begging for that 30% like, cut. Un- he's unless you can find a way to, like, get all the other multi-billion dollar game engine makers to unionize as corporations yeah. you're not going to be able to leverage apple on that one yeah like and the funny part is apple said no yeah because they're afraid they don't want to let him back on because if he comes back on and he starts doing business again he could sue him again yeah. they're afraid that he'll find some other angle to yeah, sue him. the appeal wasn't it wasn't with prejudice yeah so. they're like look we don't want your 30 percent if it's gonna result in yeah. some dumbass lawsuit it's like again. we're apple we're fine yeah we're, we're good we're good <laughs> It's funny. But anyway, we were right about that one all along. Um, and we're right about a lot of stuff that we don't bring up later on. I'll just lay that out there anyway, that a lot of other people get wrong. Uh, another kind of cool story from this week is a new Lego set was announced this week for Sonic the Hedgehog. Matt, any Four interest in this? Four no. sets, yeah. No. You have no interest in this? No. Really? I mean, it looks cool, but I don't. I don't really get Lego much anymore. Hmm. Are, are you done with Lego? At I don't this have point? room. Yeah, There's no room. They do take up a lot of room, and a lot yeah. of the ones that you have bought are b- really big. Yeah. Well, and also the ones I prefer tend to be uh, vehicles mm. and not like play sets yeah. like this. Like I think the Rivendell set is amazing, but I have nowhere to put an entire elf city. I don't. Yeah. The the, the play sets ones take up way more space. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, so I, I, I have a couple, you know, I have X-Wings and TIE Fighters and stuff sitting around, but like, yeah, this is, and also in these video games, even the Mario ones too, like they're just kind of random pieces that you lay out like a play. I, I don't have anywhere to put yeah. that. Yeah. Like they're it, also really expensive. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, that's the other, I mean, these, what it's doing here is really cool, uh-huh. but like I, you know, if I was like eight, I would be Oh, I'd be all over this. this. <laughs> but it's just, it's be just begging my, my parents for it. It's just not my, my version of the Lego brand right now. Yeah, um, it's cool. They're doing more. They look they look better than the like they look better than the Mario ones to me. The Mario ones have the, the, the kind of the digital interaction thing, but this feels like it captures 
the Sonic thing better than the Mario sets capture the Mario thing. Yep. Swan I think the, Senpai says his the kids were excited, and then we saw the prices. The prices Lego's are amazing. They're just, ridiculous. I mean, I got the last Lego thing I got was the the collector series uh, at at from my birthday last year from mm-hmm. my mom, and I think that was like six hundred dollars. They're just plastic. That's yeah, all it the is. Plastic costs a lot now because <laughs> petroleum products are very expensive. Right. That's true. Yeah. And now Lego is working on, um, I think it's in the next three years, they're going to introduce biodegradable bricks, which are going to be indistinguishable from the normal bricks, but they're not made of plastic. They're made of Mm. some kind of biodegradable material they've developed, where if you throw it in a landfill, it will disappear within like two years. Oh, wow. That's great. So basically, they finally the Legos become disposable. (laughs) Finally. Um, Yeah. And uh, the other thing about Lego is like you can always hand them down. Like, very few people throw away Lego. Yeah, Legos are f- kind of forever. Yeah, it's not like way. they actually do end up in a landfill. And even if, like, you're, if the kid you want to give them to, even if somebody's kid, like, doesn't care about, like, the Star Wars or the Lord of the Rings, it's just Legos. Yeah. It's just Lego you bricks. You can build whatever you want. They can do whatever they want yeah. with them. Like, Absolutely. It's, it's great. Yep. Uh, let's see, another small story. Lots of them. This is something maybe it might interest you, Matt. Oh, yeah, Eric Cartman is, I did get Optimus Prime. I forgot about that. that I did get that more recently than the ad ad. Oh, okay. I just haven't put them together. Oh, okay. You haven't seen that. I'm like, wait a minute. Where is he? That at? is uh, still in its box sitting on top of the ad ad in my office. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, another smaller story that, Matt, you may be interested in. I, I want to get your take on this. Um, it was announced this week that they are working on Call of Duty the board game. And when I say working on it, what I really mean is it is going to Kickstarter. Yeah, that's what board games do. I get that, but that to me seems really weird because, again, look at the beginning of this. What does that say? Activision. Mm-hmm. It just seems weird to me that a company as big as Activision is, like, begging for donations. It's not. It's, it, it's not weird at all. Okay, explain it. Because it's... Well, basically, board games use these as a pre-order system because there's no other way to really do that mm-hmm. in board games. And the the big thing here is they don't need the money up front for that. They don't, the thing is, doing a Kickstarter or a GameFound or whatever kind of crowdfunding campaign you want to call it, whatever you're using, whatever service you're using for a board game, this is how board game people find out the game exists. Okay. The campaign is how you get the hype out. The campaign is how anyone knows a board game happens anymore, unless it's from like one of like two big board game manufacturers that just have re- like Fantasy Flight Games has the reach to just announce something and everybody talks about it. This is how board game hype. Ha- this is like it, 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 there's a t- I mean it's not a perfect analogy, but think of Kickstarter as like a weird version of E3, okay. like back in like 2004. Mm-hmm. Like this is how you get the word out that a Call of Duty board game has happened. Interesting. Um, and yeah, you might make because the other thing is these things are so expensive to produce and take so long to manufacture and so long to ship. I'm talking months. Yeah. Like, like there's a game called uh, Heat Pedal to the Metal that was it's a it's a car racing game like a kind of a classic Grand Prix sort of racing thing and it came out in November and it blew up. It's by Worlds of Wonder, a big uh, a big company. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, they make like Memoir 44 and some games you probably heard of. Um, but so they're not small, but they made it and it caught fire. I could be it's a it got it's a good game and it got big great reviews from like the, the you know the niche sites and everybody wanted it, so they bought sold out in three days. Mm. It still hasn't been reprinted oh, because geez. it takes so long to put the order in, figure out demand, put get the factory time, get it shipped over, get it sorted, get it to the different countries, ship it all out to retail, get it to and like it might, it might, the second printing might make it at the end of June. Jeez. And we, but we still, nobody even really knows. <laughs> so what happens here with this stuff, this way, everyone who wants one has a month to get a pre-order in. 
and they'll get their game when it ships and they can they may usually make extras and like you it kind of sucks that they have to are, buy it before there's reviews it does for suck, it but it's just like it's such a high risk thing and yes yeah. you're right activision technically could probably front the money but that's just not how this the board game world works that's so weird it is weird i mean will this make you like i would think you generally wouldn't give a crap about call of duty anything but are you kind of interested in this because no. it's a board well, game? Well, I'd have to see what kind of game it is. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't... I don't know what that is. Yeah. Like, I'll tell you what. So I did get a video game-based board game this this week, which I backed on Kickstarter like almost two years ago and forgot, and then it shipped. <laughs> I'm like, what is this 40-pound box coming? It was Monster Hunter. Oh. Um, which... Uh, I'll is it show good? You. I haven't played it yet. Uh, okay. But like... It's 40 pounds of monster miniatures. <laughs> I should have got some of them and put them. Put yeah, there's, yeah. A, there's a dragon. It's like this. Oh, big. wow. Um, but basically, it's, that's what's called a boss battler. So basically, mm-hmm. you're just, it's like monster. Yeah. So I, when I remember when I originally ordered, I didn't know much about board games yet. I was like, oh, I know that IP. I don't like the games very much, but if I don't have to struggle with the stupid controls, <laughs> maybe I will like it. Right. So I ordered it and I forgot about it. And then it showed up and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I don't have room for this. I don't know what, I'm, what I was thinking when I did this. Um, all, it looks very cool, but I'm, yeah. I don't know if I'll keep it. But it's yeah. So that happens. And actually, one of the one of the games that um, one of the most highly rated board games last year was Sniper Elite. Okay. So sometimes sometimes concepts will transcend. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what kind of game Call of Duty is. I would imagine it's some kind of like squad based. Like yeah. there are games like that. Um, but it kind of depends what type it is. You know, I'm sure it won't really be the same thing. As, it won't be the same thing experience as playing a first-person shooter because board games, by definition, are not that. But, uh, I'll, you know, I'll look at it. I can't imagine it has the amount of, per- you know, like, part of the appeal of Monster Hunter is like, oh, giant dragon monster yeah. thing. That's cool. But, like, and I, I, I have one in for the Witcher board game, which is still in manufacture and things like that. So, yeah. Um, it happens. It's just uh, there's an uh, Elder Scrolls uh, board game just finished a Kickstarter um, by a really good company. I didn't back it because like all their games are kind of the same, and I yeah. don't need an Elder Scrolls version. But there's also a Skyrim one that just came out about two good months Lord. ago. Um, it's, it's too much. It's hap- there's a Street Fighter miniatures game that uh, came out a while ago, and I didn't pay attention to it because I don't care about that kind of game. But like over, yeah, if you can think of it, it's probably happening. Call of Duty is probably the highest profile thing to, to mm-hmm. hit that world, but like, yeah, it, Kickstarter is just how you do that. Now. Okay, I found it odd. Especially a big, you know, if you're gonna put like a single Like thing these smaller in- guys who just make the board games, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Activision being involved, forcing well, act- pe- people well, who are into board games to buy something well, sight unseen. Activision isn't doing that activision gave them the license and some other company is making this that the other company cannot afford that overhead yeah it's just weird that their logos all over the well because that's, everything. They, you have to see that it's official i mean capcom's yeah. logos all over the monster hunter thing but they had nothing to do with the board game beyond saying like okay you you can pay us for the license and then we're going to look at it and make sure everything's like lore accurate as much as it can be and that's it they didn't design anything it's all by these other companies steamforged games did the monster i don't know who's doing the call of duty game um uh, Steamforged also did the Dark Souls games. There was an Elden Ring uh, game that, that had a successful Kickstarter a few weeks ago. There's a Bloodborne game that actually everybody likes a lot. How do people have time to play all these things? Uh, a lot of people don't play video games and play these instead. Oh, like This is sort of the, the way they go with it. And okay. also some people, a lot of these, so the games that end up on Kickstarter, sometimes you get smaller things that are like a quick thing, but these things were like, I guarantee you the Call of Duty things, I'm like, oh, it's like 80 bucks for the core game. But if you want the soap expansion, it's another 30. And yeah. then there's a there's the, the, the you know, the Pripyat expansion where you can fight in Chernobyl and this is going to be 40 bucks. And like, if you go all in, it's only $700 yeah, instead of yeah. $800. And that kind of thing, right? Yep. Um, for those 
those, those are called lifestyle games. And they're basically like you are committing to spending an obscene amount of money. To it's get like a game as a service, but it's Pretty a board much. game. Yeah, you're expect you're going to play this game for a couple years. It's yeah. kind of what they're thinking. And so that and but you know, there's a huge amount of FOMO. There's a huge amount of hype. There's a huge amount of like, you know, you always get people that put go all in. And then when it finally shows up a year and a half later, they're like, I don't know why I did this. Can, <laughs> does anyone want this? Like, there's that's the thing is like, yeah. Because you, you don't know what's going to be hot because right. no one's played it until it's... Well, you do. You do. I mean, they have it all designed and ready, and there are videos about here's how you play it, and here's a prototype, and we're going to show you how it all works. Like, you, uh-huh. you know what you're buying oh, okay. when you do it. And, you know, generally you, you do get a good idea of what it is because, like, here's the thing that I've learned about board games is there's, like, nine genres of, like, base genres of board game, and you really... We, we can't go too deep here, no, Matt. But we, we got to call. But you really only need... It's not like video games, because, like, every you know, every first-person shooter kind of gives you a, a different experience, you know, because of your different worlds. You really only need, like, maybe two of any any genre of board game. And then it's just, like... It's like, I have this deck-building game, it's and this a paint is my favorite, job. and this is my second favorite, which has a license I really like, and do I am I ever going to pick something I like less than one of those to play when I could play the things I like a lot? Yeah. No. So why are you wasting shelf space and money on that? Okay. Like, it's not like video games where it's, like, everything you play in, like, the first-person shooter or the action RPG genre is different enough and has different mechanics. Like, they all kind of work similar with little tweaks. It's and, just a paint job, basically. And it's different when you just have to sit Skin. down, open an app on your Xbox, and play whatever with yourself. But, but board games are like, I got to get three people together mm-hmm. and teach everyone how it works. Yeah, that's the that. shitty part. It's like <laughs> the, the time commitment on a board game is exponentially larger yeah. than a video game. And so, like, you have to pick and choose what you want in your collection way more precisely than you do with a video game. Yeah. It's it's a very different hobby in a weird way. Makes sense. Uh, and it took me a long time to learn that. <laughs> and that's why I've got two shelves of garbage downstairs that I need yeah. to clear out. Because I'm, I, there's a bunch of games down there that I'm like, I'm never going to touch that again. Because yeah. now I know... I don't need it's four games like yeah. that. I just need one. Yeah. You know, it's, so it's you find the skin thing. that you like the most, and that's one you play. Exactly. Yep. And okay. so that's why also why these Kickstarter things rely so much on FOMO and hype. And like, I guarantee you a bunch of people that buy that Call of Duty game are going to regret it when it finally shows up. I, I pretty much guarantee it. <laughs> Even more than when you buy the new Call of Duty game on an actual game console. <laughs> uh, I want to talk about a big install footprint. Look at your, that's, that's 150 gigabytes on a shelf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a lot. Uh, so anyway. Of which, Jedi Survivor, what the fuck? <laughs> 155 gigs? I really? know. What the hell, man? I mean, it's kind of encouraging, but not. Just like completely uncompressed. <laughs> te- because raw, the Xbox Series. The raw dog in the, the Xbox textures. The Xbox One version, or the Xbox Series S version is 44 gigs. Yeah. So that's just high res yeah, textures. that's all it is. Like yep. no one. No one optimized shit. That means it came in hot. Eventually, it'll I, yeah, be Yeah, patches shrunk down. will shrink it back down, but that means yeah. no one had time yeah. to shrink that sucker. Yep. Uh, a couple more things. Uh, one of the big games that released this week that we're also not talking about today is a compilation of games called the Final Fantasy Pixel Remaster. It is the first six Final Fantasy games redone for PS4 and Nintendo Switch. People are going crazy over these. They sold out. Both versions sold out immediately. Um, already the prices on eBay are mm-hmm. insane. They have, Square Enix is not committed to producing more. It'd be stupid not to, though. Yeah. Um, luckily, Square Enix sent me codes for all this stuff. So I have been fiddling around with this. I did not have enough time yeah. to play actually play the games. I played a couple. And we'll talk about them next week. I'm just letting you guys know. Don't worry. We're going to get to this, but it's not going to happen this week. We have too many games to talk yeah. about this week. They're solid, though. Like, I'm impressed. Yeah, me too. Like, they, they, about they, time. They finally did it right. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's about damn time. Yep. 
Um, and then the final piece of housekeeping before we get into Game Phase 340 proper is that this morning, the release dates for the next season of The Witcher on Netflix were announced, and they are splitting the season into two parts. The first part launches... Of course they are. Yep. Because, you know, it's the last season that he's the star. Last season with Cavalier. So they're going to try, I think they're trying to drag it out as long as they can. Yeah, for sure. So the first batch. Because I don't think it's going to last more than a season. Afterwards, with, uh, with yeah. Like, that's, not a, that's not a valid replacement for Henry Cavill. I'm Me sorry. Either. Like, yep. I'm not, yeah, I'm not even a huge Cavill <laughs> fan, but that man is Geralt. He is. And like, it was perfect no casting. This is not a Superman thing. Yeah. Like, replace him as Superman. Don't give a shit. Yeah. But like, um,. Geralt? He is Geralt. He's Geralt. <laughs> he really He's Geralt. is. Like, yep. like, Liam is like, it's like in season four, we got Geralt from Wish.com, basically. Yeah. <laughs> no, you know, Liam Hemsworth is a fine actor, and yeah. like, if he'd been Geralt from the beginning, maybe, but yeah. like, it's just like, what happened? I always see him as his other characters, too. Yeah. When I see him in things, I'm yeah. always like, I don't see him as the character that he's playing if he's not playing one of his iconic roles. Um, Does anyway. Liam Hemsworth have any iconic roles? Uh, yeah, I mean, the Marvel stuff. I mean, that's He's what I... in Marvel. Wait, Chris Hemsworth? Chris Hemsworth is not being Geralt. His brother, Liam. Oh, Liam. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I don't even know who he is. He's He looks like a smaller <laughs> version of Chris Hemsworth. Oh, okay. <laughs> smaller, younger Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> okay. Uh, the first batch of episodes launches June 29th, and then the second batch launches a month later on July 27th. So they're going to drag the Witcher out through the whole summer. I'm not complaining that much. Yeah. Um, I did just drop Netflix like a month ago. It does look like I'll be rejoining Netflix in June. <laughs> but it is really easy for those of you who maybe wondered it were like me, you just kept paying for Netflix even though you weren't using it for like 18 years. Um, it is very easy to drop. And if you go back, if you, like accidentally, I opened up the Netflix app on my TV, like I hit the wrong button, and it said, Shane! Yeah. <laughs> Welcome back. Where have you been? Where have you been? Please just click this button and start paying us again. So it's very easy to go back, and I probably will be doing that to check out the next season of The Witcher. Um, all right, let's check in on you guys and see how you guys are doing. Oh, the other thing we should note is that, did you see the Funko game? <laughs> Mike's Q says Liam is Chris Hemsworth we have at home. He is. Did you see the Funko game? Uh, yes. That thing? Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, That was that's on the site right now, actually. Yeah. I, I I don't know about that one. I'm, I'm like the thing. You're doubling down on John Carpenter's The Thing. For it's your, a licensing nightmare that game. Is. Well, except it's all Universal. Yeah. So, like, but the one thing I will note that's the company that was founded by the guy who founded Traveler's Tales. Yeah. So like there is pedigree there. Yeah. But they have no mouth, and I must scream. So. <laughs> um, Nike. So Nike's a toil. Shane, come back, Shane. So Nick uh, Etoile. Nick Etoile. I am named after the movie that that quote comes yeah, I know, from. I know. I am named after Shane, the cowboy movie. And that is one of the famous lines from that. So thank you very much. My, that was my father's favorite movie um, growing up. And so I ended up named Shane. And funny anecdote, my middle name is Anderson. And I was named Anderson after the flute player in Jethro Tall. <laughs> His name is Ian Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Yeah. Well, my parents, my mom was a hippie and my dad was a biker. And so I ended yeah. up... <laughs> That'll do it. Uh, Clay UK Garage 1988. Are you talking about UK House Garage House from 1988? Because if you are, we should be bros. (laughs) 
I still play old UK garage from the late 80s, early 90s. Um, anyway, Shane, I'm trying to donate through PayPal, but it keeps having the waiting icon. Either way, I want to say I love your journalism and how you and Matt don't take gaming too seriously, unlike many do, and y'all just laugh. Everything silly happening in, is gaming off. It's so refreshing. Thank you. Um, I really appreciate that. Thank you for your support throughout the years. Um, if you're trying to donate through PayPal, just go to sifted.net slash donate. And there's an interface there. It should work fine. I know other people are using mm -hmm. it. Uh, Clay UK saying, yes, it is UK Garage House. Yo, bro, we should be buds. That's all I got to say. Send me a DM on Twitter at Dinfire. Let's link up, man, because I'm all about it. Um, anyway, uh, thank you for trying to donate. It, we literally just got a donation yesterday through that same interface. So I think it's working. Sometimes I, sometimes PayPal just hangs on yeah. things anyway. So but it is sifted.net slash donate. If any of you guys want to send us a donation, a thank you or whatever, that's a great place to do it. Yeah, my dad's favorite movie, went. I think, was Giant with uh, James Dean. Mm -hmm. Although sometimes he would have said Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah. But luckily I was neither named Clyde nor Jet <laughs> Rink. So that worked out for me. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, Eat Demon reminds us that Pixel Remaster has been on PC for a while. That's true. It, they just came out for Switch and PS4, and now mm -hmm. people are just jumping all over them. Yeah. Uh, the, the main thing, the big thing, like as you said about the selling out, like obviously there was no physical copy of the PC versions. Yeah. People want physical copies of these things. Yep. Um, Eric Carmena says you should sell all your old games to Sifters. Uh, maybe. We'll think I mean, about you, should, it. you can use Sifted as a vehicle to promote it if you sell them on eBay or whatever. Yeah, I'll, what I'm probably going to do is I'm going to go to local game stores and see if they want them. Oh, okay. Because um, most of them are not worth anything. It's like, do I want to go through the trouble of selling a game on eBay I'm going to like 20 bucks for? Mm -hmm. Not really. But like maybe if a game store around here wants to have it in there kind of... You know, because a lot of game stores have places where you can just rent space and play out of stuff out of their library. Yeah. Like, here, you can put it in a library. They're in good shape. I keep stuff in good shape. Yeah. Uh, Rosencrantz is talking about the Call of Duty board game. Think about the kill streaks, Shane. I don't even know how they're going to do kill streaks in a board game. Oh, I'm sure you'll have some kind of thing you fill up and then you can play. They'll it. figure it out. Yeah. They'll, they'll all be there, be in there. They, they do a good job. You'd be shocked at how. Um, like how much Monster Hunter reflects all the stuff you can actually do in the game. Yeah. Like, yeah, right down to crafting all the stuff and breaking parts off the monsters and all that. It's like, it's all there. It's really all there. What is Final Girl? Everyone's talking about in chat. Final Girl is a single player board game. Oh, uh, interesting. Where um, it's all based on old slasher movies. So basically, and it's all modular. So oh. it, has a, it has a core set, and then you buy movies, movie sets. So each set comes with a, a, a killer and a, and a setting. So like there's a killer who's like kind of basically like Jason and Happy Trails Camp, which is like Camp Crystal Lake. There's a, there's, they're all equivalents of things. So there's like a fake Freddy uh, with a fake Elm Street. It's called Maple Street. There's a fake um, poltergeist with a poltergeist house. There's a fake alien with the, you know, you know this station that comes with two different girls that are based on, you know, you know, it's technically the girl from this movie or Ellen Ripley from Ripley. Yeah. People know. may not even know what Final Girl means. Like, Final Girl right. is a trope about horror movies. It's the last girl left standing. Yeah, basically, basically Ripley from Alien. Yeah. Kind of, and, or or uh, 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 Jamie Lee Curtis from Halloween. Most horror um, movies, it's usually the girl, this, uh, yeah. a girl. The smart left. girl who survives. Yeah. And... Uh, so you are playing as the final girl, and you so you pick and you and you basically it's all very dice and card driven, but you're trying to like rescue people uh, who are in the location, and so it's all mo so you pick the girl, you pick a killer, you pick a location, you can mix and match however you want, mm -hmm. and then you go through and you try to play the cards, you're, you're rolling dice to see how successful you are at what you're doing to rescue people, and then kill the killer, 
and each killer you have to fight a different way and they have different abilities and basically they get more powerful every time they kill a victim and you get to level up every time you rescue victims no. and it's sort of a race in power between you and the killer and hopefully you can get powerful enough to fight the killer before the killer gets so powerful that you can't stand toe to toe with them anymore Okay. and so there's variance in that and it gets more complicated as you kind of add different things but it's a very well regarded game it was a very big kickstarter there's season 1 and season 2 season 2 just shipped a couple months ago and it's um it's part of the revolution of solo games mm-hmm. like more and more games it, it started so you don't have to have the three people right. over well, and- <laughs> it started in 2020 largely because it's always been kind of single player variants but they started in 2020 like everybody started officially including solo versions of almost everything because the lockdown happened and no one yeah. could fucking play board games yeah, together couldn't. anymore. Yeah. So like, and now that's a big, big deal is solo modes. Like that every game has its own solo mode now okay. almost. So, so, and Final Girl really leans into that. Um, so if you like horror movie stuff, you, and you, that was a Kickstarter, but you can buy them individually, like individual boxes and just try it out if you want to go... Uh, I think it's called Van Ryder Games is the company that makes it. Well, Check the it funny out. thing is... If you somebody, like horror movies, you'll, you'll, you'll be interested. Pharaoh Doll mentioned, like, you know, I only play, like, Monopoly and whatever. And then somebody mentioned, like, keep doing that because you're going to spend a ton of money on these other board yeah, games. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a, it's a black hole yeah. that you just throw money down. God of Gamblers 33. Thank you for Twitch Prime. Thank you for doing it for three months. That's awesome. Uh, let's see if anybody else up here... Drop the Twitch. Oh, Veneraba, thank you. I haven't seen you on the site for a long time, Veneraba. You were an OG stalwart, man. You were on the site all the time when it first launched. I don't see you around much anymore. I hope you're doing okay. Um, Glottis21, thank you for Twitch Prime. Mike's Q, thank you for Twitch Prime. I hope you're doing good, man. And is that it? Yep, that's it. And with that, I think we're ready to kick off Game Face 340 proper. 45 is, minutes later. What'd you say? 45 minutes later. But Matt, that's good, dude. Mm-hmm. Usually we're like almost an hour oh, yeah? before we get to, <laughs> before we get to the real episode. All the little, all the little business adds up. Yep, it does. Uh, little before news we, items. Yep, but before we get going, here's a word from our awesome sponsor. LS Cream is a fine cream liqueur created by fellow gamer and sifter Stevens Charles. It's inspired by an ancestral recipe from Haiti called Cray Mass, and a double gold winner for its original taste at the New York Wine and Spirit International Competition. LS Cream can be enjoyed on the rocks or as a mixer for drinks with its rich blend of fresh cream and neutral grain spirits with notes of coconut, vanilla, cinnamon, and nutmeg. It's great in coffee or to make espresso martinis. To learn more, discover amazing drink recipes, or to track down your own bottle using a handy store locator, head to creamls.com. That's creamls.com. Once again, a huge thanks to lscream.com. For us, that sponsorship makes a world of difference. Luna is losing her mind. How do you get it? She's got a piece of thread from the couch on her claw and I wanted to get it off so she doesn't swallow it and block her intestine. Yeah. But anyway, big thanks to LS Cream. You know, for us, sponsorships make a big difference for us on a month-to-month basis. Head to CreamLS.com. There's a store locator there. You can figure out where you can just swing by and pick up a bottle. Or you can go to BevMo. They have it there. You can order bottles and they'll have them shipped to you. Uh, But most importantly, as I say every week on Game Face, support your fellow gamers, support your fellow sifters, um, anybody among us who's trying to do something, make waves, 
start a business on their own, support them if you can. Let's keep the money in the family as much as possible. Um, and Vinaraba said, oh, I'm still lurking on the site. You guys may not realize it. I remember all you guys. I wonder where a lot of you guys are. Like, it's not just Vinaraba. There's a lot of people who are huge parts of our community and our website at launch that have just kind of disappeared. I um, hope you guys are all doing good. I haven't forgotten about you, and I still appreciate you very much. Without people like you, we would not be coming up on our eighth anniversary at Sifted in June, which is just amazing. So thanks to everybody. Thanks to you, Vinarab. I'm not telling you you need to like go and like leave comments on the site if you don't want to. Do whatever the hell you want. I just was worried about you. I just wondered where you'd been. So good to hear that you're doing okay and you're still lurking on the website. And with that, now it is time for Game Phase 340. We're going to kick things off with a game you probably expected we would kick things off with today. Definitely the biggest release of the week, unless you're a big Final Fantasy retro fan. And that is Dead Island 2. Matt, a game that I wondered if we would ever be talking about yep. on Game Phase because... The first time I played this game was summer 2014. Yeah. you I, Well, you were using it for like... I was playing an early, early pre-alpha version to try to get some amount of footage to put this ridiculous marketing video together that never happened. Yeah. Um, it also resulted in me having to play through the first Dead Island in in one day <laughs> to get footage of all the stuff in the game uh -huh. for that. I, I, play, I, was, I, I spent like two weeks on it and it never came of it, and nothing ever came of it. But I did play an extremely barely functional, or like, I can't believe they let someone outside the company touch it. It's like 10 years ago. 10 years. Almost. almost. Nine, nine years ago this <laughs> it's summer. It's crazy. Yeah. And it was like, it was more cities than just LA. Really? Um but none of it was functional. Yeah. Like it was I mean it was obviously by a different company. It was a, yeah. it was a completely different game. Like this is not that game. Yeah. Like, this, this is the third studio that worked on this. Yeah. And it actually started the game back in like 2019 or 2020. So it's only been working on it about as long as most games are worked on. It's yeah. just they kept giving I, it to I wish I kept the footage of that. Yeah. I know I got rid cuz it was all NDA. Right, so was right. I could really do with it, but I kind of wish I still had it to look at it and remember. Yeah, ah, that's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> Well, as it turns out, the final game did come out eventually, and it's here now. Um, and it's pretty good, Matt. Yeah. I don't know if I would say, I don't, pleasantly surprised might be a little bit extreme. No, it's, it's, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's, eh. <laughs> So yeah. the setup of the game is all hell is broken loose. There's a zombie apocalypse. You and a group of five yeah. other characters are it on is, a it plane. It is a direct sequel to the others. It like, is, yeah. I mean, it, like it is clearly continuing on from yep. that. And you are on a plane. You think you're escaping, but as it turns out, zombies got on the plane. They attack people on the plane. The famous guy is a zombie. Yeah. It's, like, it's, it's, uh, it's a whole thing. And the plane crashes. Um, you land outside of Los Angeles, and that's where everything kicks off. And from there, I guess the best way I could describe the plot is it's like a really corny and cheesy The Last of Us. Yeah. There's a zombie outbreak. Kinda. You are immune. It, so your, well, yeah. your task is to get across Los Angeles to a hospital where you can give your blood and they can test your blood and try to create a vaccine to stop the zombie outbreak. You know, it's not like an escort thing. There's nobody along with you. For I have ride. no idea why that bus catches fire. Yeah, I don't either. Like that, <laughs> the zombie just, just attacks him fire. and it just bursts into flames. <laughs> This game has a lot of stuff like that. Yeah. Where you you do have to kind of turn your brain off to play this game a little bit, I think, anyway. Um, so that is pretty much the crux of the plot. Now, along the way, you meet people, but not that many. I mean, that's really kind of the crazy part is like a lot of the 
characters that have been in the trailers or have been in early gameplay for this, they're kind of the only characters in the game. Yeah, there's there's a very limited cast, despite how many people are in Los Angeles. I mean, not a lot of people survived. Really. Yeah, it's a plane crash or whatever. So, but well, also, uh, most of LA is zombies now. So you're ba- you're basically running into the people who managed to hole up and not get bitten. Yep. Um, and so you don't meet a lot of other people. Like some of the like, I'll say one thing. I did not play as many of the side quests as I wanted to. There's a ton. There's like 33 side quests in yeah. the game. I played like eight of them or something like that. And I will say this: the side quests are pretty involved. Yeah, they're 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 there. They're, I mean, there's like a lot of them are you like can miss multi- them really easy though. Like I've seen, I, and like they're not always called out. Like I've you know the map tells you like there's this many side quests available. Mm-hmm. I can't find them. A it's lot the, of the blue time. icon. Yeah, but there's no blue icons on the right. Map. I don't know you where they just stumble across. You have to go find them. them, and I'm like, I don't want to run around this map for the fortieth time. And yeah, figure, because just tell the other, me. The other thing too about this game is the world isn't very big. It is just it's only L.A. and it's not real L.A. It's like. A five-block chunk of Hollywood. A five-block chunk of Bel Air. A five-block yeah. chunk of Santa Monica. A five-block chunk of Venice. What's there is authentic. Like Pretty it does, close. It does look, you know, you'll rec- if you live here, you'll recognize all the places. And they've renamed most stuff. Yeah, um, a lot of stuff is, you know, the neighborhoods are the same, but, like, yeah, the streets are different, the stores are different. Like, the one hotel that you go to is actually the Beverly it's Hills the Beverly Hotel. Beverly Hills Hotel, but, like, it's called the... But, like, my wife yeah. goes there to meet her friends for lunch all the time, mm-hmm. and as soon as that came on the TV, she was like, holy... And she literally said, holy shit, the Beverly Hills Hotel. Yeah. Um. So even, you know, she is not a big gamer, and she was kind of impressed with how accurate... A yeah. lot of the representations of L.A. Yeah, are. that's actually one of the most, like, compelling things in the game is, like, you know, living For in us, L.A. anyway. And, and living <laughs> in L.A. and, like, seeing all this kind of recreated. Yeah. There is an, there's an eeriness to it at times. Yeah. I will say I'm playing it on PC, and it um, it actually looks pretty good. This footage is like, PS5, by the way, for those of you wondering. Yeah, like, you max everything out. It runs rock-solid 60, like, on mine. Like, obviously, it should, but does it nothing doesn't always. Like, yeah. I will say I am... A little shocked at how clean this game is technically. Well, especially um, since some of the early reviews said that it had yeah, a lot of bugs. A lot of bugs. I've had no and bugs. It, la- it launched on like seven platforms. Yeah. Like they, this is not a huge dev, and they got this thing out pretty pretty solid. The only bug I've had is that sometimes when I uppercut enemies with a weapon, they'll fly into the air. Yeah, sometimes like twenty feet that. into the air and land. But that's actually kind of fun and cool. Like, yeah, I don't mind that at all. <laughs> they might. Have, they probably should have kept that in the game, honestly, on purpose. But but anyway, um, so the world is not open. It's like these chunks of each area of la and then in between there's like these gates that you go through that load into the next section of the world um overall the world if even if you if you collect all those chunks together the world is still way smaller than most open world games um so they are it's a little bit still like a game from like 2010 2012 in some ways yeah although i mean i would argue that like the combat in this doesn't really match the original Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot more strategy in agree. how Dead Island One's combat works with like breaking this arm and you know you can take the zombies apart in different ways and mm-hmm. in this you just do damage until they die yeah um, and it's not as interesting yeah um, that's part of like my main criticism is that I have killed thousands of zombies in this game yeah I can't and even I think am of how many I've very killed. tired of it at this point <laughs> and the thing like there's like, at this point I'm really just going through to see the new locations because I live in LA and I want to see what all the locations look like I want to see what Santa Monica looks like and all that but in terms of the I don't care what happens next I don't care 
about any, any, any I I have killed the same zombie in the same outfit with the same face. Like, <laughs> although really, I am surprised how many different zombies there are. There are different zombie types. I'm yeah. not very impressed by um, the randomization of the of the people. I, thought, I actually thought it was pretty good, man. I was kind of surprised by how many different faces there were. There's like maybe 15 faces oh there's more than that definitely i mean maybe like for the but you're right like the randomization is what the but i fight the same guy with the short dreadlocks all the fucking time yeah i mean i've killed him like 50 times or whatever at one point the same guy in the same outfit came out of the same sewer grate four times in a row i'm like you have to die dude stop you'll see in the b-roll though i mean once you watch this i think you'll have a good idea of just how right but i'm saying after like nine hours you're like i've seen everything you have to that's true that's absolutely true yep and I agree I'm, with that. And a we'll percent. get into the thing, but it's like I think I picked a broken character. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you start out, you can choose from one of six characters. I chose the dude, bro, like firefighter guy. That's the thing. He's not a firefighter. He pretended to be a firefighter. Right. Yeah. You saw him in the opening. He puts right. all the clothes, and then when the bus catches fire, he takes it off because yeah. he's like, "Oh no, I'm not doing that." <laughs> um, um, and each character, it makes a difference which one that you choose. So mine was kind of like the the steady Eddie guy. He was kind of like even across all the different categories. Mm-hmm. But Matt, you chose a character that ended up being like I chose Carla, who is was um, like a cheat code. She's she's a tank basically yeah. like and she because i thought her uh her stats look the best to me in terms of how i like to play but she has like like it was her or amy who's the runner mm-hmm. uh, who looked, but uh, amy had low health regen and i'm like i'm gonna pick the one that seems to have better health so uh, carl i think had four or two three a three rating on that i would love to see who has the five rating because yeah. carla cannot be killed yeah i have played i i am like 15 some hours into this game i think I'm about halfway through it I have died once. I've died a ton. And that is because one t- you can run into areas where there are zombies above your level um, and mm-hmm. you get a little skull and they basically like they'll kill you in two hits. There aren't that many and, though. No, you got to go out of your way yeah. to find them, but I did and cuz I was trying to explore a bit and I found them and I got hit by one. It took half my life off. And then right at the same time something exploded. Uh, something exploded <laughs> next to me and killed me. It was just too much damage yeah. all at once. Uh-huh. And but otherwise, so Carla, I mean, you, you get to, like, you have this, like, card set up, so you can pick what your abilities are. So I guess I could change my cards if I wanted to make her less invincible. Yeah, why would you want to make the game um, harder? Like? <laughs> but basically, so you can, uh, so she can block, uh, and if you time, like, with so many games, if you time the block right as you get hit, you get a perfect block. And that will stun the zombie. And then you can do a finishing move that kills them. Or at least does a lot of damage and it'll knock and them it away. And it becomes absurd. Like, and, once you get good at it, oh, yeah. it becomes like the counter kills the, in the early yes. Assassin's Creed games right. where and they so just the, stand and wait to and be so murdered. And so the thing to know is, A, um, you can do that with almost any hit in the game. B, you can do it to multiple zombies at the same time if they attack you at the same time. So you can stun a... I've stunned up to three at once doing yeah. that. And C... Uh, oh, there's two more things. Two, uh, three... You are completely invincible while you're mm-hmm. doing your finisher. And four, doing a finisher on a zombie does not use up weapon uh, stamina. Degradation. The weapon yeah. does not de- degrade. Like, you can yeah. kill a thousand guys that way and you will still Nothing have a full, yeah. full quality weapon. Um, now, on top of that, because of the certain skills Carla has, when Carla does a perfect block, she gets some health back. Yeah. When Carla does a finisher, she gets even more health back. And when I have another ability, if I knock a zombie down, I get health back. 
I get like over a third of my health back for doing a finisher. You can set up your cards to do so, that. So yeah. even when, and also you can make it even worse if you wanted to. I also have an ability where when I do a perfect block, I create a shockwave, which yeah. sets all explosions and everything out around me. So I do I do the shockwave. Everything gets lit up. I do my invincible, and while I'm doing my invincible finisher, things explode and kill all the other zombies. Yeah. Um. It's. I mean, it's fun, but it's it's one of the easiest games I've ever played. It gets played repetitive. Because, the right. doing the finishers because oh yeah, because like, the same the, thing over the last and over again. Quarter, 40% of the game, like, it just became a joke. Yeah. Like, how I would just times, run into an area, how many I would times make you noise. Seen the, the eyes pop out of their heads yeah. over and over and over. Well, and over. I would just, I would make noise, they'd all come over to me, and they'd take turns. It's yeah. just like the early Assassin's Creed games with the counter kills. Like, it's absurd. You stand there, and they just wait their turn to be murdered, basically. Yeah. And at the end, it's not like Dead Island. Dead Island, I recall very vividly that Dead Island was a very—if you didn't play it carefully, you could get overwhelmed like that. Mm-hmm. Like, like every zombie was a real threat most of the time in that game, especially if you weren't playing like full yeah. four-player co-op. Even if you're not the character that you're playing as, you can set up your cards so that you still get some of that. Yeah. Like if you finish off an enemy, you get some health back, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. And clearly, there are, there are characters like like Amy. I think has can get health back when she dodges. Mm. You know, because she doesn't block. She dodge. Yeah. You can you can also set up dodge for Carla, but like, why would you? Because all her perks are tied to to blocking. Making things even easier, as you're seeing right here, the enemies are dumb AF. Yeah. I mean, they are zombies, but like, you can just manipulate them to just like I yeah. did right there. You just convince them to just walk into certain hazards, and they'll just walk right into them and it die. Was a weird. It was a weird shift from having you know because. You know, Dead, it's taken so long for this game to get made in Dead Island so long ago that there's just part of me that because of the similarity of, of the presentation and, and the, the nature of the games and the developer in question, like, I think of Dying Light now. Mm-hmm. And Dying Light is a constant threat. It's like, a way better game than this. It is a way better game. <laughs> and, like, this just feels primitive. Yeah. Like, like, I know people are praising it to the high heavens and stuff, but I think this is, like, one of the, like, most, like... This is one of the most perfect examples of a 7 out of 10 I've it seen really in a very, is, very yeah. long time. And I, yeah. really, I sold like a million copies in three days. It's a big hit. There will definitely be a Dead Island 3. Um, and a lot, I mean, I, I also just feel like a lot of the, the story and the voice acting is just like, how, uh, how do you do fellow kids cringe? Like there's a lot of, they even call some things cringe at one point. But there's a lot of like, you know, making fun of influencer culture and stuff. But mm-hmm. it feels like 40 somethings doing, yep. writing it. You know, it's like, <laughs> it feels very out of touch. Yeah. Um, so you do like, you get safe houses throughout the game. Like you meet these, the people you're seeing the conversation inside the house there. They're kind of your first safe house. You yeah. go there and you hang out with them for a while. And that, a big part of the first half of the game, the plot is all about that group of characters. And then eventually you move on from there. And I don't want to spoil anything. And then you run into another set of characters who are kind of your next kind of group of people that you play off of. And that's kind of how the game plays out. Um, There are 24 main story quests in the game. As I said earlier, there's 33 side quests. And then towards the end of the game, you also get these other quests called Lost and Found, which is just a board with pictures of people on them who have gone missing. Um, and it's your job to go and try and find them. There's 15 of those. And those can be really hard. Yeah. Like I've had to look up like guides on those a lot of times because they're like one of them was like you have to figure things out for like like messages you find on phones and i'm like i don't know what you're trying to tell yeah it's just too much it's just not like this is not well done and there's 84 challenges where you just get you just satisfy challenges for 100 finishers or killing 100 zombies with fire stuff like that things that just happen organically Mm -hmm. as you play the game the rewards for those are generally garbage yeah yeah um and then as far as like so i mentioned earlier that the world isn't that big um, but there's still like these, you have to like fast travel. And for most of the game, you have to hoof it manually to all these places. You don't get fast travel in this game until it's almost like halfway over. Yeah. It's, 
And then the fast travel, you can only you can't use it anywhere. You have mm -hmm. to be at a very specific place where there's a map. Yeah, and you got to go all the way over here, and then like it, yeah. before you get that, it's like, well, if you want to go back to Bel Air or you want to go back to Beverly Hills, you got to go all the way back through Bel Air, you all the way it. up to you the right. You got to walk exit. manually the whole and way the back. And the exits are not marked on the map as to where they go, so you just got to remember where they are. Yeah, and it's, it's so, not amazing. again. It, it feels in a, in several ways like a game that is ten years old. It just mm -hmm. is. It's like this is the way games were designed in the era before the one that we're in right now yeah. and there's nothing like necessarily wrong with that but it's like it it for me it got pretty old mm -hmm. after a while yeah it's... i agree for me too and here you see the guys just stand around just waiting to get killed basically yeah and, it, just... and as you see like you're invincible while you're doing this also like this looks really cool and the and the, the 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 anatomy is very detailed like oh they, they did a ra really great job like with the gore like you hit a guy with a club and in the in the, in the in the face and his, their jaw hangs out. You hit him again, the jaw fly off. Like, yeah. There's jaw bones laying around the ground all the time <laughs> when I'm fighting these things. But it's just like... Oh, the man. gore in this is like next level. Oh, yeah. It but really like, is. Like, but after a while... It's a crowning achievement of it. After a while, it's just like, do, 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 okay, stab in the back. Oh, knock your head off. There you go. Okay, I cut, cut your face off. No problem. It's, it just it when gets I first started so playing this, by rote. My wife was disgusted by it. <laughs> she was like, oh, my God, I can't believe they make stuff like this. Like, why would you want to see this gore like... For hours and hours. Two days later, she didn't even bat an eyelash because no, she had yeah. seen the gore so much over like the previous two days and she didn't even yeah. mention it anymore. So <laughs> you do kind of become a little bit numb to it over oh, yeah. time. Like, I mean, there's cool things. Like you hit a guy in the back of the head, hit a zombie in the back of the head, and break his skull open and you see like brains pulsing out of it. And yeah. Like, it's it, like all the organs and the torso are in the right place. Like it's very impressive. Some zombies, like, you kill them in the daylight, they fall down and their skin melts off. Yep. And you can see their entire anatomy and you can see every organ in their wrist rib cage moving separately yeah. inside the rib cage and they get burned and they get caustically burned differently yeah, it's and like, really it's, insane it, it's very well like, like whoever did the damage model on this was really paying attention and he's probably going to get scooped up by a bigger developer yeah, be my guess because sure. this I, i'll be honest with you like that level of work in this game feels like it was kind of wasted because in a better game yeah the combat in this game does not require that level of detail nope. in the in the in the gore no, like i'm glad really it's doesn't. there because it's one of the only things that really keeps you engaged at, yeah. Early on, but like, yeah, you're you're right. The guy who made the guy or girl who made that should probably be working on better things. Yep, absolutely. Um, as we mentioned earlier, the skill cards there's like was it there five or four different tiers? Four. I want to say there's four five? Or categories or whatever. So like, and they punching survivor da -da, and then new men which yeah. they don't tell you about which i assume means at some point i'm going to transform into a creature yep that's a new man yeah exactly thing. so there's it's not it's not a hard it's, the, the story is not hard to piece together i mean yeah oh there you go there yeah, you're running around slashing shit yeah well now yeah now i'm in like zombie mode so that's yeah. another thing after you build you're up not your, actually immune you just right. reacted differently yeah yeah and, well you build it, up your rage meter and then you can click both sticks and you can go into yeah. rage mode and, and that's that comes out pretty it comes pretty late too like it's it's weird that they take so long to introduce some like, of the more fun them, parts. Yeah, of the some game. of the more fun parts when you're like, man, I could have used that about three hours yeah, ago. Yeah, like, <laughs> exactly. Um, so anyway, there's four different tiers, and you can you can basically attach like as the tiers go down. Like the last tier is only two cards. Top tier yeah. is like six cards, I think, five or six cards. Something like that. That's more. It's more at the top because the top is more basic stuff. Yeah, and then the cards tie into each other. So, for example, like I found myself actually going back on some of these mats. So, like initially there is like an evade, and then you get the dodge. Is that right? Something like. Well, that's not how. Uh, Carla. Oh, gets. your character was different. Carla gets stuff in a different set. Like, oh, interesting. Like I, I got block that. first, and yeah, then I, and then I got evade. 
No, I got block and then dodge. Or dodge, yeah. And then evade was a different thing that I don't think Carla gets. She gets more block enhancements. I went back to block. I, I, I thought it was better to play the game. Block is better, yeah. Yeah. And then also, at first you get a drop kick. Literally like out of wrestling. You can run and drop kick an enemy. And then eventually later on, they give you the flying kick. The flying kick sucks compared to the mm-hmm. drop kick. So I went back. Yeah, because the flying kick does more damage, but it doesn't send them flying. Right. And well, sending then, them flying is the whole point because exactly. you knock other zombies down. Well, then you can get other cards that tie into the drop kick. It'll mm-hmm. say, when you drop kick somebody, an explosion will happen. Right. And the system's really smart. It tells you, hey, you're using this card that isn't being isn't working with the rest of the cards right now. You should change it. So it's a really smart system that allows you to play however you want. But to Matt's point earlier, the game isn't exceedingly difficult to begin with. Um, yeah, so the card, the cards affect defensive abilities, offensive abilities, and then something that's called the autophage, which is basically your zombie abilities, because you're bitten, but you're immune, but it gives you the ability to have zombie attributes, and th- those are the astrophage, and then there's this other astrophage system where if you choose the right um, autophage elements, you can build up this autophage meter where is doing massive amounts of damage, but it's also taking away your health. Like there's these crazy systems that end up operating underneath the surface when you get towards the end of the game. Um, And then we talked a little bit about the elemental stuff. There's basically three elements in the game. There's corrosive, there's electricity, and there's fire. And then some of the enemies are aligned in those ways. So if they're aligned with fire, if you try to use fire on them, it doesn't work. So there's a little bit of like juggling that around. And when you're improving your weapons, at least for me, I always made sure that I had at least one good melee weapon from each of those three. So I, you generally you would always have one, me, one weapon that's the most powerful, and then two that are close. And I would try to make sure that all three of those weapons, one was fire, one was caustic, and the other was electricity. So no matter what enemies I fought, I would have the ability to tackle them. I generally just, the most powerful weapon I usually make sure is general damage. So you went the general route with yeah. your most powerful weapon? Yeah, I don't I don't use the elemental stuff very much. Okay. Also, the elemental stuff does not seem to apply to the finishers. So, like cuz I no, can you're use, right. I can use like a fire yep. fire weapon right. to finish a fire zombie and they don't it still hurts them. You're right. Whereas yep. if you hit them with a normal attack, they're immune to it. That's accurate. Which yep. is weird. Yep, that's accurate. Again, but I mean, I'm not saying I want to have to struggle more in this game. I'm not saying I'm, <laughs> I'm unhappy that I was able to just sort of breeze through this thing and not put a lot of effort into it because I probably wouldn't have if it if it stopped me cold. I'm just saying, like, maybe the like the the counters should probably use stamina. Or yeah. You know, there should be a limit to how many times you can do that because otherwise you're basically not making me you're, you're letting me not play the game yeah maybe there's way. a harder difficulty that unlocks eventually i don't know maybe i, I, I don't finished. remember if i picked a difficult well, by the way the so you guys know i am two missions away from the end of the game i have completed 22 of the 24 missions at this point and matt you're more than halfway through something like that yeah, yeah. I, that's this is the game i was trying to finish last night at three in the morning and i just got to a point where i died a few times i was like it's too late so i didn't quite finish it but i'm pretty much at the end of the game um, and the other thing too is you can respec at no cost at any time. You can like break down your weapons, get yourself all, get your um, all the scrap and everything else you've collected back from the weapon, and then use that to craft a new weapon. So, you know, every, anytime you find a workbench is a time to kind of take stock in what you're doing, how things are going, and kind of figure out how you're going to uh, proceed through the next section, what weapons you want to have, and that sort of thing. So there is some semblance of strategic planning inside the game as far as how you craft the weapons. Uh, the weapon crafting is pretty cool. Like, there's a lot of times I leave the workbench and I see the weapon for the first time, and I'm like, oh, okay. That's pretty sweet. Like, some of the stuff that I've created in this, I was pretty impressed with. Um, 
And again, a lot like the maps we were talking about for fast travel, the workbenches are just kind of scattered around the worlds. Um, but once you find one, it will be marked on your map, so you can always go back and get it back there. Because the other thing the work workbench does is it repairs your weapons for money, basically. Um, and I will say don't, this. Don't ask how that works. Yeah, don't ask. But I will say this. Towards the end of the game, I was getting to the point, Matt, where I was running out of resources, where I didn't have enough resources to build all the weapons I wanted to at the workbench hmm. and stuff like that. So at first, it seemed like I was getting more resources than I could ever spend. If you haven't played this game yet, keep all your resources because eventually you're going to use them because they it, it gets to a point where they're not giving them to you all willy-nilly like they did at the beginning of the game. Just something to keep in mind. I've been using the same weapon for like, five hours really because i always I, change weapons i never use i i mean i will i will change weapons if i if they're you know not killing guys in one finisher anymore but like generally like they don't the, the, they don't degrade because i'm just using finishers all the time yeah. so like they're fine you know it's it's fine i never avoid a fight in this game whereas in dead island one i i know oh, yeah. i used to run around shit all the time and now it's just like no you're all gonna die i'm sorry well, sometimes like, i do run past i just don't feel like oh, just yeah because you just want to get somewhere <laughs> yeah. but like i'm yeah. never running because i don't think i can handle a fight yeah i even fight guys that are like way above my level it's like I'm, well you're never gonna touch me if yeah. you do i'll just get my health back when i do a finisher yeah like, yeah it's it, like, it's for a, for a zombie apocalypse game it's weirdly tensionless yeah like there's no <laughs> i mean i died a bunch of times in this game i chose a different character and like so there's points in the game where you'll activate something and it will just say kill them all and basically yeah. you just get flooded and it's like you're trying to survive like i've died a ton of times in those i've died a ton of times in boss fights but fighting the rank and file guys just running around la no like i, ne mm -hmm. I never die from that stuff you, you have to try yeah to die some of the boss fights, but again, like, you know, even when I get hit a lot in a boss fight, like, inevitably a boss will, after a first, at least after the first phase, will send regular zombies yeah. out, and that's when I get all my health yeah, back. I'll literally leave them alive while I fight the boss, so I can, if I need another little top-up, I can just go finish some other guy. It's, it's very weird. Yeah. Um, and, like, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, the other thing that is weird to me is um, this game is very light and and you know there's a lot of like oh that was awesome you know the world is ending but everybody's really excited you know it's like <laughs> yeah there's a lot of influence you know it's like oh i'm gonna i got my camera on the roof like go kill those zombies with fire and we'll we'll blow up online and all this and then you get back to like the main story stuff and they're trying to like do like actual like heartfelt like like monologues about loss and i'm like yeah. do you know what game you're in <laughs> like, do you, like like yeah. i was just throwing gas tanks at zombies <laughs> and like blowing them up with like gasoline covered pool floaties and now i'm supposed to sit here and act like you we care that michael had something bad yeah. happen to him like it doesn't make any it's the tone whiplash is astounding but i mean dead islands always kind of had that where it's like you had those trailers yeah that trailer of the little girl yeah like in in reverse on the first yeah, one yeah. and then the game comes out and you're like oh no this is nothing, nothing like what nothing that like that at all <laughs> yeah. um, another thing that makes it easy too matt is that when you die sometimes they do kind of send you back a far ways but it remembers every zombie that you've killed, except yeah. for those kill em all segments. And that's another reason why I've died in those kill em all segments, because if you die in the middle of those, you have to start them all over mm. from killing zombie one, but it remembers everything that you've used. Mm. So if you've used all your stuff, or if your best weapon is about to break, you have to start that thing over again with no health packs and no good weapon to use. And so... You have to start using other parts of your arsenal. Like there's, there's grenades that you can equip, and like you have to start using a lot of that stuff. They're called curveballs, but they're basically just grenades. 
Um, so you have to start diving into your your uh, arsenal to try to figure out different ways to win. A lot of times I had to go back to a bench and rebuild my best weapon to go back and take that on again. The rest of the game, though, every zombie you kill is remembered and you don't have to kill it again. So if you're in a tough mission objective and you die mm. and you go back to the location of that mission objective, every zombie that you had killed remains dead, which is nice. Although but do, again, it do does respond, make it easy. They do respond pretty fast if you make noise. Right? Yeah. I have seen, like... Made, you know, a noise thing, a car alarm goes off, and you turn around, and suddenly there's four zombies behind you that were not, and there's no way they yeah. got there. It's like, oh, yeah, that happens. They just spawn stuff. Or they just drop down out of the hedges and stuff sometimes. Yeah, they, like <laughs> There's one there's one section in a, in a movie studio, and, like, you're going through, and like, and, like, one of the standard ways they spawn new zombies to fight you is they crawl out of the ground, uh-huh. you know, because, like, so, yeah. oh, somebody buried somebody apparently on the side of the road in Bel Air, yeah. because that happens all the time. <laughs> and, like, and they, but, like, this happens sometimes in, like, it's on a set for a zombie movie, yeah. right? And I'm like, the dirt on a set is like an inch deep maximum. Yeah. There are no corpses under yeah. the under the <laughs> set. I'm sorry, like, it's not a thing. But like, yeah. it's just like it's just zen. That's you know, that is registered as dirt to the game, and so yeah. a zombie can come out of it. Yeah. Like, it. None of it makes any goddamn sense. Yeah, it's it. So like, on one hand, it's it's very bug free, surprisingly bug free. On the other hand, like the design is sort of like, eh, who cares? Yeah, you know, like it's it's weird yep um so i've enjoyed my time with this like i don't regret it one thing i'll say matt is that this game is 70 dollars. it doesn't matter which version you buy yeah, yeah, last, last gen. gen versions are 70 dollars of this game it's a bold strategy that has only gotten. ever happened with call of duty so far most most publishers are like okay you buy the ps5 or the xbox series version that's 70 if you buy last gen that's 60 that's not the case this game is 70 bucks still i don't feel like i was ripped off like i've already played this game for probably 25 hours people are asking if we tried co-op i did not i did not i did not play co-op in this at all unfortunately sorry kevin and nightwing i forgot that co-op was even a thing yeah which is weird because i basically dead island one and riptide were basically impossible solo like they were very hard games on, mm-hmm. on your own. You needed another because you supported like the the abilities you had also kind of complemented each other more, and you nobody was a jack of all trades. Uh, this game feels like it was designed to be played single player. Yeah, I haven't I haven't had. I mean, I've died, but it hasn't been like frustrating or anything like that. No. Um, but yeah, I've played this all solo, and it does seem to be tuned for that. So I don't know what would happen if you play co-op. Are they going to send more zombies after you? Because it'd be really easy if they don't. <laughs> like having Imagine somebody they, else around. Maybe they do, or maybe they up the health. But it's like who cares? Yeah. Like yeah. you're still just going to finish them over and over again and not be able to be touched. It's it's me. Yeah. So I wouldn't me. regret buying this at seventy bucks. I got. I've already got a ton of play out of it. I don't yeah, see myself playing it again. No. I mean, it's it's mindless. It's, yeah. It is a great podcast game. Yeah. Like if you just want to listen to podcasts or like whatever. Because like there's not a lot of story to, either. Yeah. You like, to, and you, you turn the subtitles on, you don't have to hear the horrible voice. I mean, a lot the of the voice acting is not amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, mostly because they're reading terrible dialogue. It's nothing. Yeah. Nothing the, the writing's not could do. exceptional either. Yeah. Um, but but after 10 years in development. Well. I'm surprised we got it at all. But, this version was like three years. Right, right. But, like, but I'm just saying, like, this concept has been in development for yeah, like 10 years. Yeah, you wonder what, you know, I guess someone really thought the, the title with the two after it was worth hanging on to. I will say, it, like, ironically, it does match that original ti- uh, trailer with the jogger pretty well. Yeah. Like, like the, the, the concept is still, I mean, you don't really get the guys in the in the van driving up and no. blowing shit away. But, like. Yeah, you don't in, get anything like that in, in this game, In terms of, actually. like, kind of what it's satirizing and what it's focusing on is, like, isn't this ridiculous uh, and, like, kind of the 
uh, oh, aren't we the real zombies thing? Like, it is pretty much satirizing the same thing as that guy who's, like, all the fake-ass jogger rich guy. Yeah. Thing. Like, it's, it, all, it's all there. It um, is a little weird that you are the only person hunting and killing the zombies in all of Los Angeles. Like, yeah. it, to your point, that trailer, dudes roll up, they're having fun killing the zombies. Yeah. That well, doesn't happen in the game. No, well, even in the trailer um, for this version, where, you know, where the where Jacob gets up and, you know, gets, you know, gets Dressed up and, and goes, out, goes yeah. out shopping in, in, you know, on Hollywood Boulevard, he's, like, waving hello to other people who are also going around. Kill, but none of that. There's no, there is no zombie slayer community in the game. No, you don't run it's, into other people who are doing no, what No, every once doing. in a while, you'll get someone, like, another NPC who helps you as part of a quest, mm -hmm. or, like, that you have to rescue an escort, but, like... But they don't fight. For they don't you. fight. Yeah, they don't come out. Like they don't become like bros that come out and help you for things. Like uh, yeah. that's not a. Th there's actually there's more. There's more cooperative combat in Everspace Two than in this <laughs> game. It's yeah. it's weird. Uh, now um, here's the thing: if this game had come out earlier in the month or at the end of last month, I would be a lot more likely to recommend it to people for a purchase. Yeah. But but now I'm like, okay, this is coming. This is out now, or. Yeah, Star Wars Jedi Survivor coming out here in like four days, yeah. three days. And then you got uh, you have Zelda, and there's another thing in the the first week of May. Yeah, I can't, no, and, I can't remember. And it's just and then you got Final Fantasy 16, and you got yeah. uh, Diablo 4, yeah. and like basically like it was, it was a bad I time. I don't. I don't super, <laughs> After ten I, years, they chose a bad week to release the pretty game. Pretty much, but I mean, <laughs> but it's like, and it's like if you just wait until the flurry of like major heavy hitters is over in the late summer, this will be forty. Bucks. Probably be forty bucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's what I would recommend. And while seventy is not an unfair price for how much game you get here, even if it's some of us. I was surprised inspired. how long the game is yeah. actually. I thought it was going to be like ten or twelve hours. No, but it's, no. it's substantial. Yeah. Um, but forty bucks is an even better price. Yep. So that's you, what I recommend. You might not be as disappointed by just kind of how shallow the gameplay is. I would recommend get through June because there's plenty of games to play through May there's and June. A lot of other stuff to spend 70 bucks on instead of this. And then you get to July where it's probably going to be dry AF because the summer always is. Then you buy this for 40 or 50 bucks on the cheap and you'll be very happy with it. I believe. Yeah. Um, but it is a very mindless game. You can game. even consider it kind of a, a palate cleanser to play yeah. between when you don't <laughs> want to play the big, heavy, That's a good point. heavy open world stuff. This is just a thing you can run through and blow stuff up and kill a bunch yeah. of zombies and listen to a podcast and call yeah. it a day. I had fun with it. Um, and it, I kept me hooked in until the very end. Um, I've basically made it yeah. to the end of the game and I've had fun the whole way. So. And they're not adding a lot of the extra DLC stuff until the summer for this game. Like yeah. extra characters and other things. So yeah. there'll be even more to reason to play it then. Yeah. Like, I think you could. I'm not gonna say don't if you're super hot for some zombie slaying. Don't. I'm not saying don't. Don't play it now. Yeah. But I'm just saying like if you're interested in any of the stuff that's coming out in the next few weeks, hang on. Just hang yeah. on, and this will this game will only get better because they'll add more DLC so and, the game, and the price it, will drop and it'll get cheaper. Yep. Yeah. Let's check in chat and see if you guys have any questions for us before we move on here. Um, Swan, I think Zelda is a 70 title. <laughs> you be pissing people off if you review the new Zelda at 70. I guarantee that. I think he means uh, money, uh, cost. Yeah. For Switch. Yeah. Kevin Roth. Be, uh, 70 bucks. Yeah. Kevin Rafa, what would you want in a new Dead Island? Um, op a real open world for one. A real open world and an island. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure what the. I mean, even if you go back to the original concept that you played a long time ago, mm -hmm. like, I don't know, man. It it doesn't seem like there was an island then either. No, it wasn't. It was, it was some normal. It was normal. <laughs> They're just trapped at this point. Yeah. It's like they should have set it on in Australia or something, maybe. 
Japan, New Zealand. Then, it, yeah, then they're actually islands, at least. Yeah, I don't know. I, <laughs> I, don't know. I, I mean, I was, make sense. I was kind of expecting like there'd be an earthquake and LA was going to break away from the mainland or something, and so you'd be on like Los Angeles Island or yeah. something. Yeah, like you could do that with San Francisco, I guess. Kevin Rafa checkpoints are quite good. They are. Yeah, they're pretty frequent. You very rarely have to go back and redo a lot of the progress that you've made. Um, Eric Carmenis says, "Turn the difficulty up." There isn't a difficulty. I didn't. See, I, don't I don't know if I want to finish it. I don't remember if there was a difficulty. I don't think there was. And if I don't know if when you finish it, maybe another one unlocks. But this is the only. This is the hardest one that I could see to play. Um, Swallowing that video where they are grabbing the gun from each other's hands was trending on Twitter because the gun never disappeared. Pointing how far graphics have come. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I would point to this game as an example of how far graphics have come. I think I would point to like Red Dead Redemption Two or The Last of Us Part Two, something like that, maybe, but not this game. But there, it has its moments. Mm-hmm. Um, Swan Senpai says the melee looks terrible. It's not terrible, and that's not something that's easy to get right. First yeah, person it's, melee, it's not good either. It's, it's not, but it doesn't feel bad. Mm-hmm. The problem is that. You know, you, if you remember the first one, like you could use the different weapons to like cut arms off or break their limbs, and like that would change how they could attack you, and that, and you can still dismember them in this game, but it's not, it it doesn't feel like in the first game where like it really felt like you had some pretty good control over what part of the zombie you were hitting, mm-hmm. and that isn't really here. No, and it's 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 just you're gonna you do damage until they fall over in this. For Although I will part. say this, like if you get good at targeting the head, even with your melee weapons, like I you saw in the B roll, I have that scepter that I use for a big chunk of the game. If I could take that scepter and hit them in the head with it, it would just take off huge chunks of health. Yeah. So there is a little bit of strategy, but you're right. Like removing an arm or a leg, like that's really not a part no. of it, which is weird because if you swipe those areas, it does leave like a slice mark on oh, the yeah. zombies. And you can cut them off. Yeah, it's just, but it's... It's just not... I mean, it was... it was a You get extra XP in the first game for yeah. doing that. It was you more get, of a mechanic. Was, and you could power up each certain character, like different... Like, like Sam would get bonuses in his skill tree if you chose those skills, mm-hmm. he'd be more likely to break limbs yep. when he attacked with certain kinds of weapons. And, like, the the one girl, Hannah, would have be more likely to cut them off because she was blade blade expert. Yeah. And those characters are actually in the game. Yeah. Like, the, the, the original ga- characters do show up, mm-hmm. which is cool. Yeah. Um, even though one of them was like, oh, I totally forgot your name. Uh-huh. I remember you because... I play. I played in a four-player co-op group for all of Dead Island One, uh-huh. and I just couldn't remember the name of the other guy. I remember yeah. Sam, but I couldn't remember the other guy's name. Yeah, I guess in some ways, I ultimately was kind of pleasantly surprised by this game after it was canceled twice yeah. and it's been through three developers. My expectations were pretty low for it, and I think it exceeded what my expectations were. The combat is not better than Dying Light Two's. Not, no. no, Dying not, Light Two is a better game in pretty much every way. Yeah, and you can probably get Dying Light Two maybe for a cheaper price right you now. You get Dying Light One for like five bucks, right? And Dying, Literally, Dying Light bucks. One is also better. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, that's it's, a closer discussion. But closer, but you have a grappling hook. Yeah. So yeah, it wins. Uh, so there you go. Also, the, it also matters whether you want a light, fun, easy kind of romp, or you want a game where you feel under threat by the yep. zombie. Because Dying Light, you are under threat. Because Dying the, Light, especially at nighttime, yeah, the game completely absolutely. changes. This game doesn't really change at night that much at all. Yeah, the only difference at night is like you can't see a lot of shit. Right. And you have to turn your light on, and the zombies will but see you. And Dying Light you. 2 at nighttime, I'm on edge when I'm running around. Like, I'm trying to never get on the ground. Yeah, I'm like, I need to stay stuff. up on the roofs. Yeah, so it, it's a different style of game. I mean, I would say Dying Light 2 is the better game in pretty much every regard. For Story, sure. graphics, pretty much everything. Absolutely. Yep. So anyway, there you I go. Think, I think this game has slightly better ray tracing tricks, but like overall, like the like aesthetically, Dying Light 2 is a is a better art design, yep. art direction. Yep. And it's an open world game, which yeah. 
brings to different challenges for developers. But so. they're, all, they're they're both stuck in first person though. It's it's mm -hmm. uh, I would have liked. It's weird to me they put so much effort differentiating the characters you pick from in this game and yeah. then you play them. You first never person. see them. Yeah. Because you again the mirrors do not yeah, work the in the work. game. You never see your. There's character no reflection you, in the mirrors unless you look in the in the menu. Like yeah. You'll never see Carla again. Basically. You see the shadow of yourself on the ground sometimes, but you can never see the the mirrors do not work in this game. We didn't mention that, did we? Until now. No. That is that, the weirdest Island, thing ever. Squishy Muffins at Dead Island doesn't have any uh, ray tracing, which... It doesn't look like it does to me. It, it really looks nice on PC. I'm not sure what it's doing, but it, yeah. like, the, the lighting is very well done. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you guys better, than I, better than I expected it to look. I really thought it was going to be uh, kind of, oh, it's fine. But now, just, what's the last game you played that the mirrors didn't reflect? Oh, uh, Hogwarts Legacy. The mirrors don't work in that? You can see a smudge of the character. I didn't realize that. Yeah. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Weird. I wonder why I didn't notice Mirrors that. are very In expensive. this, it was blatantly obvious. Everywhere you go, there's just like, it's just a gray oh, I mean, texture. You can, you can walk like, up to a glass door and there's nothing there. Yeah. yeah I mean, it's, it's noticeable in this in a way that like a lot of other games don't weird. do Because some of the mirrors are huge too. Like there's one room you go in, the whole wall's a mirror and it's just this flat gray yeah, mirror, texture. Mirrors are, I mean, mirrors are very expensive. They like, are. Because you have to re-render the whole everything. Yeah. I get it, but still. I'm trying to remember, there was a game sort of recently where they did do the mirrors legit. And I can't, I mean, well. Most do. I mean, even Cyberpunk doesn't do that. Now you're right. You have, you have to activate the mirror. Yeah. One thing, they get around that as an in-universe thing where the the mirror doesn't work unless you press the button. button and it unfogs it. And it unfogs it. Yeah. 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 Uh, so anyway, there you go. That's Dead Island 2. Both of us recommend maybe holding off and picking it up after this little rush of big games that are coming here over the next couple months. Next up, yeah. a pleasant surprise, Matt. Spider-Man. Spider-Man on PC as full reflections yeah but they're not mirrors they're glass windows yeah i mean the buildings reflect yeah. like it's amazing the glass on the side of buildings reflects everything it's mm -hmm. amazing uh, so anyway we had a pleasant surprise this week we don't get enough of those when we found out that a demo for street fighter 6 was going to be released on playstation network for those who are playstation plus subscribers this was the big news that came out of this big event that Capcom had for the game that was hosted by Lil Wayne. I still am not quite sure why he's the guy. I don't know. I mean, actually, once I played it, it made a little more yeah, sense. Yeah, the the, the the vibe and aesthetic is kind the of hip hop. -y. Yeah, hip hop, hip hop. You know, you got to get the vibe on the streets kind oh. of thing. The, the world, problem is the world tour in this is just as weird as we thought it was going to be. <laughs> um, the problem is is that you have people in Japan trying to appropriate hip-hop culture right. into its game and i mean it, and i mean they're using if you know we've been to japan we've yeah. seen what hip-hop culture looks like there yeah. and this isn't a pretty accurate reflection <laughs> of it but it's like it's not what we think of as hip no. like it's, because we live in the country where hip-hop where came it comes from. from yeah and there's a little bit of like i mean i am constantly reminded of street fighter 3's character select screen in the where like you know they had that narrator and you may not remember this because you know I don't know how much you played Street Fighter three third third strike or whatever not a ton but you had that narrator who's like it's like the raps like pick your best one and, and, and then like you pick it's like yeah that makes sense here we go and it's like like, <laughs> like that, that era in the late nineties where Capcom wanted all the all the fighting games to have weird constant narration. Where it's like, where it's like, it's like Cap Marvel versus Capcom three, you know, yeah. you're all like, they're gonna take you for a ride, and all. It's just like, what do you? It's like you're overwhelming me with sound at this point, and this is just like, the writing in this opening is so bad. It's mind shredding. The voice acting in this is so bad. 
And, it that, is, and it, the premise doesn't even make sense. It's like it's so bad. Like it's weirdly charming in a way, in the sense like it's 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 almost like playing a Dreamcast game. In, it is in that regard. just cringe. And like, but I think it's like, <laughs> like it's cringe in a weird retro way. You know, it's it's like it's like oh, it's like you have not actually left the country in forever, and this is what hip hop is here. Yeah. So that's just sort of what's happening. Um, even though it takes place in Metro City from Final Fight, which is basically New York City, except everybody street fights all the time. They even talk about Hagar. Yeah, Mayor Mike Hagar, Mayor Hagar is a giant is. statue. <laughs> I thought that was clever. But yeah, in terms of the dialogue, as Mayor Mike Hagar once said, "Have my ears gone insane?" <laughs> yeah. um, it's just and then like even like you see and like because you're like a new student at Luke's gym. Yeah, he's gonna train you how to be strong. Yeah, which is the obsession that your character has for them. And then like there's another kid. Who your also, rival. Your rival, who, like, seems to have come from a shell and temple or something. Yeah. And, like, wants to get strong. He's like, you'll team up with him and you'll work together. And he's like, but, no. w- but eventually <laughs> one of us will be stronger than the other. And then what does the other person who didn't get stronger do? And I'm like, keep keep training? <laughs> it's so what, absurd. What are you talking about? I like, know, it, dude. Like, if you there ever, he is. Yeah, that's him. He is also a terrible character. Like, as far as, like, his design. Like, I hope he doesn't become a part of Street Fighter, like, canon. Like a playable character in Street Fighter? I don't know. Because he's but... it's a terrible character. He looks bad. He sounds bad. I I mean, it's not like Luke's much better. No, you're right. I'm not a fan, I'm not a fan of him either. <laughs> oh, man. Like, so basically what Matt said is true. The, the single player campaign in this is exactly what we thought it was going to be. Which yes. is just this Whatever awkward... preconceptions you may have from watching that trailer, you're correct. You're correct. You're right <laughs> on the money. <laughs> um, and then so eventually, like, you have this little thing in the gym and, like, he leaves. He's like, there can only be one of us or what. Actually, that happens later on. But That's like the end of the demo. Yeah. He's, he's like, I can't be here anymore. <laughs> like, this is, I need to get strong now. Because clearly he's trying to avenge someone. Or right. He, to, like, he has a hidden agenda. His, he needs to save his sister. Right. Or yeah. I don't even know if that's true. I'm just assuming. <laughs> I played a video game before. I know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he works. He, he's from Final Fight Universe. Clearly, someone's been kidnapped, yeah. right? Like <laughs> and uh, so you start here in the gym. It sets up the whole story. Bosh, and then, I completely yeah, forgot it. I made sure to leave that clip in here. So I was afraid because they intro him that he may end up becoming a normal Street Fighter character. So anyway, you go through this rigmarole in the gym, and then you go out I was into so the amused. streets. I was so amused. I thought he was going to open it up and show the city. Right. And I was so amused when it was just a white... Sp- I'm like, oh, you didn't <laughs> want to render that. Okay, cool. How, and also, how sad is it when I saw that first shot, I instantly knew it was Metro City. Yeah. I'm like, oh, we're what? Metro City. I know what that looks like from that choose your... Like, where the, the location is between levels in Final Fight 1. Yeah, like, yeah. It's ridiculous that that's in my brain. Yeah. But it's really crazy that they rendered all this stuff. Do you think you're actually going to be able to go to these places? Yeah. Really? Yeah, for, uh, you're, and there's multiple cities. Oh, like, really? You go around the world. It's the World War. You go around the world. In the trailer, they show different different places. Really? Because he even talks about you got to go out and go around the world and become super oh, strong. Right. Like yeah. it's, got, it's it, I think this thing is huge. <laughs> I, th- I think this mode is going to be gigantic. And I'm like, I don't know why you made this. It's like, so weird. So eventually. Because I, I will say. I don't dislike this. Oh, really? I mean, I don't dislike it. I don't it, think but... it's good. Yeah. But I also am like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll play this. Oh, I'll definitely bit. play it. And I'm like... Uh, I'll laugh at it the whole time. I, when, I say, when I say world tour mode is weird, I mean that in the most neutral way possible. <laughs> like, it's not good weird. It's just bad weird. It's just like, I don't know what I'm looking at half the time. Like, when I had to go f- 
split like buy food from a food cart guy i pressed the, pressed the wrong button and we accidentally fought each other oh i actually and, like, intentionally challenged every him. single pedestrian in here you can fight, fight. every <laughs> single one of them yeah. like you go press the square button and you both like touch fists like let's go bro and like you and just you have got, a fucking street fighter yeah, match like it's yeah, ridiculous the other thing too is like you eventually you get to this like city square but it's literally like one block that you can run around. Do you think like in the final game there's going to be more of this? Or do you think each city is just going to have that one block area that you run around? I think it'll be multiple locations in each But one. just like that small area for each one of them? Yeah, I don't I don't think it's going to be open full world. Okay. I think, you're, I think it's going to be like Dead Island. I think you're going to be like, you'll be an area you can run around in, then you leave and go to a different location in the city and you'll be able to jump to, it'll just be like discrete zones. Because I'm, I guarantee, because near the end that one girl, Alice, says you, I learned my style from Chun-Li and you should go learn Chun-Li's style from her. And I'm sure you're going to she go to points that down the street. I'm sure you're going to go to that Chinatown location that they showed in mm -hmm. the in the opening of Metro City there, and mm -hmm. that's where you're going to do that. Like yeah, it's, like that's what I think it's going to be. Do you think you'll actually walk there, or do you think you'll walk to the edge of the area? I think you'll walk to an edge, and, and it'll just load it, it yeah. in. Yeah, yeah I, think, <laughs> I think, or I bet you'll go to a map of Metro City and pick whatever uh, location you want to appear there. Like it's like it's like a it's like little little areas because I think this is the main part of Metro City, but I'm sure there'll be locations you go to off of it. Mm -hmm. Um. Kungrim says there's two cities with with different locations in them. So just two cities. Well, so it's more than well, I thought there was just one. So. so I'm not sure what other city would be other than Metro City. Um, what other major city is there in Street Fighter? Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there is one. Not I mean, other than like going to just the cities and the original like Street Fighter. Yeah, I mean, I, you could go to like very. I mean, where where if Japan. Metro City? I mean, yeah, I mean, Metro City is basically is that. Where else would you go in in Street Fighter? What would be the other place you'd want to go in a Street Fighter game? I don't even know. Neither do I. <laughs> I don't know. Like, probably somewhere. Question with no answer. Somewhere in Asia, I would think. Yeah, probably. Um, so anyway, you create your own character, and it does appear that its size and the weight makes a difference in their attributes, yeah, which is kind of cool. It affects your hit point, hit box, it affects, like, your reach and how easy, yeah, like, it does matter. Your speed, like, if you're smaller, you're quicker. Mm -hmm. I chose a big, tall, lanky guy, so obviously his delivery takes a little longer. Yeah, I chose a smaller, faster girl. Yeah. She's, she's basically Chun-Li speed. So that's pretty cool. I was pleasantly surprised by yeah. that part of the game, how in-depth the character creation tool is which is oh, just incredibly bonkers, like, bonkers, i didn't mess with it a whole lot because i'm like okay you know this doesn't carry over to the main game so i ain't going through all that but yeah. like no it's it, if you can think of it you can make it pretty much yeah but you can see there once you're in these open worlds you just walk up to somebody you hit a button and you like touch forearms yeah. and off you, you fight and then you just go straight into the fight yeah and, and there are there are guys also who will just attack you like thugs and gang members mm -hmm. and you can tell which ones those are because they're wearing cardboard boxes on their yes yeah. <laughs> it is a very strange game yeah, so I saw somebody asked in the chat, like, if you do something in this demo, does this stuff carry over? It doesn't it doesn't seem to. Yeah, I think maybe your character will carry over, but maybe I don't think I'm gonna, the attributes do. I think you, the appearance does. You only does. get to play, like, the first 10 minutes, basically, yeah. so I'm going to, I will definitely start over, but I was not sure if you can carry over on from this, so I did not spend a lot of time on the character creation. Yeah, well, you can see here the skill trees are very, very simple. And when you choose one of those, it means you're not choosing the other one. Mm -hmm. So you can't. So you see, there's two choices there. Once you choose one, you, you move up out. in the bracket. You can't go back and choose that second one. So you have to make some hard choices here with your character. Um, although it seems like a lot of those skills yeah, that's there. That's the guy I accidentally beat the shit. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I challenge him. <laughs> I'm just like I'm gonna beat up the hot dog vendor. 
<laughs> I had trouble with the because like it forces you to use the quote unquote modern controls right. on early on on this. Yeah. Uh, and I'm sure you can switch in the final game, mm-hmm. but like so instead of the normal six button controls for Street Fighter, it's basically like two buttons, and then you hold the R2 button and tap the button, and you'll do a combo, and then you can push a direction and think triangle, and you do a, a special move automatically, mm-hmm. and it was fucking me up. Like you, because it accidentally picked that for me when I went to do the, the a normal like versus CPU one on one match, like mm-hmm. Street Fighter match. Yep. And I barely squeaked out a third round win using that those controls. And then I switched to the normal six button two perfects, which should be more Very difficult. Diff- <laughs> but it is. Ass. I mean, maybe for some. But I've been playing. You know, I've been playing Street Fighter for thirty years. So yeah, <laughs> you switch the controls on me, I'm gonna screw it up. Um, Fire Native says, Matt, the guys with the boxes on their heads are gang members, and their leader are the Boxhead twins from Gumby. I can buy that. I'll, <laughs> you want to bring the Blockheads into the Street Fighter universe? Absolutely. Yeah. Swamp Senpai asks, are there difficulty options for the story mode? I don't know yet. I didn't, I didn't see any. I didn't see any. The but difficulty options, just, I think, is just challenge higher level characters yeah. in the street. In the street. Because, Take it to the streets. Because son. as you walk around, like, for example, the first person I fought was level 16. I still mm-hmm. almost beat him, by the way. Like, yeah, I you chipped can. him down to, like, and like he you, got me with, like, one hit, and it wiped out three quarters of my bar and killed me. Like, at the at the end of the section here, you have to fight Luke, and he's level 10, and you're, yeah. like, level probably level 3 by that point. Yeah. But I got him down to almost all of me his life. I mean, if you, you could do it. You could. If you it, wanted it's to keep not, fighting It's him. not like an insta-lose. Yeah. Like you, you, they do let you, you know, they do let you, it's all about your skill. <laughs> yeah, you know, like as, as they would say in the in the intro to yeah. Street Fighter Three. Well, as you just saw there, after you beat up the hot dog vendor, you can then order food from his cart, yeah. and that's a part of the mechanics as well. Eating food they're, and they're like, the box guy. Yeah, there they are. Go for broke. Well, you can see here you're fighting more than one opponent at a time, which is a little twist that they're adding. Oh yeah, there's the dramatic story. battles in it. There's like two on one, two on two. Yeah. Like, I think the screenshot when they show it to you is like three on one. Yeah. Um. Which is cool. I like yeah. I like those. Yeah. I like dramatic battle stuff. Yep, they take the boxes off their heads. <laughs> Somebody said in chat like the game looks mid. Also, I these, agree. These guys are, these guys are somehow brothers and that's their sister. Like these are all these people are all related somehow. Yeah. The, the game does not look good. I mean, no, it's, look at those character models. It's, I mean, uh they they chose certain trade-offs for this game and i don't know if it was worth it because remember this is the same engine that's running resident evil 4 yeah it's the re engine yeah and i guess that looks great so they are doing a lot of stuff in that Times square equivalent of like all this stuff's moving around and there's characters i don't know if that trade-off is worth it the the (laughs) main the main game the actual street fighter part where you play the normal stages and the normal those look a lot better than yes they do Uh, well because it's just showing a little stage yeah they're using i mean i think they might even be using different models for the character for the main characters yeah and here's just a little clip where i just kind of walked around the open world (laughs) and this is the kind of stuff that is happening i was just like what is going on (laughs) metro city is going on shane that's what's going on oh man yeah so this (laughs) it is so weird that this is like that there's a Street Fighter, you know. Like, I mean, you know, I like Street Fighter. I played Street Fighter for you know thirty years since 1991. Yeah, I've been playing it the whole time, and like I could not give less of a shit about any of the storyline. Yeah, yeah, I mean, Partly because it just changes every time they try it again, but also yeah. because who cares? Yeah, it really doesn't matter. You know what the story of Street Fighter is? There's a fight in the street. Yeah, that's it. That's all I need. 
<laughs> well, I mean, to be fair, like I would like a good single player mode because just fighting through ladders of oh, opponents sure. gets annoying. But this ain't it. No, <laughs> it's not. It. My favorite, my favorite single player mode in a Street Fighter game is still from uh, uh, the home version of Alpha Three that did like the World Tour mode. Yeah, yeah, that around. wasn't bad. That, that was about as good as it. That was kind of sort of similar to like the, the old like Soul Caliber yeah. sort of thing. That's about as much as I need. Yeah. I don't need to sit through dialogue scenes with all this sh- it's it's no <laughs> oh man. i'm gonna play it like i'm not like saying i'm not trying to hate on it. like i'm i'm like i am amused by this yeah but it's just like you play the main game like the actual one-on-one game which only unfortunately you can only pick ryu and luke mm-hmm. but like it looks real good the nuke mechanics are cool like it's still street fighter but you're like oh i can see uses for these various things and how this is going to work and it's like it's cool and i'm like i'm looking forward to digging into it but like yeah, it's it, the the world tour thing just feels like such a it almost feels like a different game. I'm surprised people haven't complained about this character. Oh, they will. I mean, I'm, people are playing it. I'm surprised it hasn't happened already. I, I'm sure they didn't even look at the this part of the game because there's you can't play actual online stuff. Yeah, so it asks you if you want to just look at the Battle Hub intro movie, and I'm sure a lot of people said no. Oh, that's why. I oh, bet okay. that's it. But yeah, that this character is going to get. Well, the other thing that's going to get flack is the fact that when you pick your gender, you can pick male, female, or human, mm. and that's going to be too far. Yeah. for the dipshits. Too. Oh, this character is going to really bother some certain people. Well, it's, it's hilarious because it's like. Like Street Fighter hasn't had this shit in it all know, the time. Like, like, like Poison hasn't been trans since not, we were in high school. Well, Come it's on. not that everything else has changed. It's the people that have changed, Matt. And well, they're, nobody cared. Their tolerance for this stuff. It's them. They've changed, right? Because they've been fear mongering like oh, these sure. people and feeding their heads, filling Drag their heads with crap. Queens used to be on every daytime talk show every day for my, my entire life, and no one cared. Yeah, like it's, it's, it's just all become of a, a sudden, wedge. They thing. were told to fear it, and here we are. And now we're going to hear that again. Same thing with the fucking Horizon DLC. Yeah, that's happening it's too. It's like if you didn't know Aloy was some kind of gay, yeah. you are not what paying attention. What game were you playing? <laughs> like what How is that a surprise that the only well, even su- in Forbidden West there's a guy who pursues her through the whole game and she shuts him down. Yeah. Like hello. I mean, I mean at most I was like Aloy's asexual. Yeah. Like, she's not Or she's it. bi or whatever. I yeah. mean she's probably maybe bi. I mean she never shows real interest uh-uh. in boys like, no. like she she has the most chemistry with female characters through both games. Yeah. And the fact that she finally goes for it with a girl is like the least surprising thing that could possibly happen to that character yeah like yep well here's where here we're getting to the good part matt where we actually yeah, here's just, the actual you game. actually just get to play street fighter and this part of the game in my opinion is amazing yeah it's great it's great the it that, feels I, awesome. I already like it better than five i think it agree already feels i agree 100 and let's be honest people this is what you buy street fighter for the mm-hmm. head-to-head the one-on-ones yeah. Um, and it feels and plays amazing. So the the part of it that most people care about has turned out just fine. Yeah. It's a good Street Fighter game. Yeah. It's, it they, it they, really is. And fun. I like the, the ink and the artistic. The art, art looks good. The, the, the backgrounds look great. The I can't remember the name of the that that graffiti punch thing. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. You know, there's a name for that. Yeah, but yeah. I like that. You know, you can use that to like you know get somebody in the corner, and then if you if you see someone do that, and then you do it back, you will counter them. And then there's a parry thing you can use to block that. But if yep. you block the wrong thing with that, you get hit even harder. Like. Yeah, and it's a lot more, I find it a lot more intuitive, and that's governed by that green bar under your life bar, but I find that way more intuitive than, like, the focus system or the yeah. like, a lot of the other stuff they've been using. Oh, I figured out how to two. use this on my own with no instructions, mm-hmm. just after, like, two matches. And there like, will oh, be, obviously there will be like, advanced ways to do that, the drive impact, that's what it was. Um, and, like, yeah, like, it's great. 
like I, I'm into it. Looks cool. But as you said, only two characters, only one stage. This is supposed to open up to other people this week. Is that right? Oh, from like not PlayStation Plus. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I thought I it was. See. I hope it does, so that maybe they can introduce maybe one or two more characters. But it was good to fight with Luke um, to get a, an idea of how he's going to play. Yeah, I mean he's just a Shoto. Yeah, really. But like Ryu, pretty much what you'd expect. I was yeah. able to jump right in and be effective with him like right away. Yeah, a lot of his stuff still works from yep. all the classics. Yeah. I thought it was great. So the, the part of Street Fighter that people actually care about, what's it going to be like playing head-to-head? What were the real matches going to be like? I think they're awesome. Um, I was very pleasantly surprised. By, well, I'm not even yeah. pleasantly surprised. but I mean, it's about what you'd think. Yeah. But like, you'd be more surprised if it was a whole horrible failure. But, like, you know, and obviously this looks more like what you're expecting a Street Fighter game to look like as opposed to sort of the simplified version that is in the World Tour mode. Yeah. Um, I think even Luke looks better here. Uh, yeah. Yeah. He fits in better here. Yeah. <laughs> I'll say that. Much. I mean, the lighting is more detailed. I mean, yeah. it might just be a lighting thing. I'm not sure. But Well, uh, this in general. I mean, these fights compared to the fights for the World Tour mode? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like yeah, night I mean, and day. I, I mean, I know this has been canon for a long time, but I, there's there's a good hit with the, the drive punch. But, like, yeah. the... Um, I always forget, like, because at the beginning, the beginning of the matches, and this, the characters both walk out and they give like little stats on them. I always forget that Ryu is only five foot nine. Yeah, hey, sure. I'm just like I, the the fact that Ryu is like substantially shorter than me is weird to me. I'm like, if I, if you ever met, if I ever met Ryu, he'd come up to like my nose. I'm just like, I don't. I know you could kill me if you wanted to, but it's still like just weird. Yeah. I, I think of him as so much bigger than that. Yeah, but also, I a, also I didn't realize he hates spiders. Oh, I didn't uh, know that either. You, actually, when they walk out, they give they give a height, weight, and hate. And my, when I the it, you, I, maybe it's others, maybe I don't know if it's random, but on mine it usually said hates. Interesting. And I didn't notice hate, that at all. He hates spiders, and I don't remember what Luke hates. <laughs> um, so anyway, I do hope that they open this up to more people, just so more people can play it, so they can understand what we're talking about here and feel good about it. Because I feel like a lot of people are going to watch that B roll of the world world tour and be like, "Oh my god." And rightfully so, but that's not what you're buying the game for. You're buying it for this, and what I played of this so far, it definitely delivers. Um, it looks good, it sounds good, it plays well. Um, pretty excited for it, and excited to dive into more characters and play some of the new folks, see some of the different stages, all that kind of stuff. Um, no stage stuff in this. No. Which, I mean, that's Street Fighter. It hasn't really been a thing in Street Fighter. Has yeah. it? Have Destructible stages ever been in, in even in the offshoots? Um... I think the most was, uh, I think there were, um, was it four? I think, was it five? I think it was five where there were some stages, if you if you knock somebody out at, at the edge of a stage, you could knock them into, like, a bus, and the bus would drive away. Like, but there was nothing during gameplay. Yeah. It was never anything that could affect gameplay. That's what I thought. And I'm, okay. You know, the original Street Fighter 2, you could break boxes if they, you know, but nothing that's ever impacted your health or changed how the game was playing. Yeah. Um, overall thoughts? great yeah like the game the actual fighting game part is great uh the world tour thing is silly but probably it's gonna be an oddity fun. that everyone's sure. gonna i think gonna want to experience at least for a little while <laughs> i don't know it may be hard to stick with it after like five or six hours of that nonsense but we'll see oh, horror. luke it hates could horror get better games too. oh he hates horror he games hates horror games that's what he hates yeah <laughs> random that's so bizarre let's see what you guys are saying about uh, street fighter 6 in here I'm guessing a lot of you guys also had a chance to play it because if, if you're a PlayStation Plus subscriber, like, and there's 50 million of us out there, um, I'm guessing some of you guys got to check it out. Um, Gohan says Xbox and Steam get the demo April 26th tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Okay, I thought I saw that. So everybody else, you guys will all get a chance to play it. It's definitely worth a download, Matt. Oh, yeah. 
yeah, if you if you're interested in Street Fighter, it's definitely worth downloading. And giving yeah, I mean, it a go. you'll definitely know whether you're into this or not yeah. when it comes time to spend money on. That, that was the game that I forgot in early June. It's Street yeah. Fighter Six. Um, Fire Native Shane, did you try the tutorial? There are tons of systems: parry, counter, ex moves, super moves, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I did not try the t- tutorial actually. Yeah, I did. Yeah, all, I mean, it's they're all pretty intuitive. Like it does teach you sort of specific lo- times to use the various things, which are probably helpful. But um, the drive stuff is the new stuff. The other stuff works pretty much the same way. Everything has always worked. Mm-hmm. Um, not a lot of comments from you guys about Street Fighter Six. I'm kind of surprised. Um, Congrim One, do you think Mortal Kombat 12 will overshadow this? No. Street Fighter. It'll sell more. It'll sell more, but it won't overshadow it in the tournament scene. Yeah, we'll also have a better story mode. I'm. Oh, for sure. <laughs> betting. <For> sure. <laughs> um, JM Ray 99. The rumor is MK12 this year. Is that realistic? It is. Sure. I mean, that came yeah. directly from the horse's mouth. Yeah, that was Ed Boon. Yeah, so I mean, Ed Boon said you that. You better know. And yeah. he's the only one who would know. So yeah, absolutely. Like I think you can count on. Yeah, fighting game of the year versus I. If I don't like a Street Fighter game more than a Mortal Kombat game, yeah. something went re- very wrong. Yeah, I mean, I just um, organically, I'm a much bigger Street Fighter yeah, fan. I just than like Mortal Street Kombat. Fighter better. Uh, yeah. I'm sure Mortal Kombat will have a better story and better campaign mode. Um, Swan Senpai, is it pick up and play? I've never played a Street Fighter. It is because it technically well, yeah, Matt I mean, hates the feature, but well, I don't think that teaches you anything. Yeah, I know it doesn't. Definitely, um, and it, it limits you in a way that you can't use some of the more uh, powerful abilities when you need them. Yeah, but um, and you know, look, you're gonna get destroyed online if you're. You know, but if you just want to play with your like some friends or whatever, or mess around, like sure, you can pick that up. Yeah, yeah, I think it. it so it it automates like some of the harder moves. You just hit one button instead of actually having to do the controller input and the button press. You just tap R one and it just does the move. So yeah, it, it's made to help people who haven't played Street Fighter before. Um, Vincent asks, why do they put out the story demo instead of a more traditional open beta? Well, I mean, there are, there is head to head there, although you can't play it like online. No. I found that weird. Yeah. I mean, it's clearly not a stress test. Yeah. You would think kind. they want to test the network. I if don't they got a really shot. know what, I mean, weird. I mean, they got a month left. They probably do something. I mean, maybe this is just the first round that of could this. be and i mean you, they've got to do a network test i would think you so. would think for a fighting so game closer to launch yeah yeah the trouble is that that's going to be right in the middle of zelda time and mm-hmm. you're gonna be like oh would you like to take a break from zelda to play no. street fighter and pr- my i might but yeah like i don't know how many not. yeah a, <laughs> yeah although to be i mean look they'll get the hardcore fighting game people because I'm, i'll tell you this a lot of the fighting game people i know in the in the fgc they don't actually play video games. They just play fighting, fighting games. games. Yeah, you know, there's, there's tons of people that they're not really games. They don't know any. Yeah, yeah. They, they play fighting games. Yeah. They're there for the competition yep. and the community. I they're get not, that. They're not there for I'm the, like the game hobby. Um, Clay UK Garage 1988. The Japanese devs don't do nuance or subtlety. Same with Square saying phrase Forspoken has a hip hoppy walk. Uh, this game looks hilarious. Yeah. Yeah, I would say Forspoken had more Western input though. Yeah. Um, Japanese developers trying to do American culture fails every time. But it's also kind of funny. Like, yeah, it's like it's interesting to see how they interpret yeah, our culture. Yeah, it's 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 funny. Like it's goofy. Yeah, and, and I'm it's not okay offensive with that. or anything. No, I don't think yeah. so. No. I don't think so anyway. Um, I mean, Luke's offensive just in the sense that like I hate him. Yeah. As a person, uh, but he's not offensive in terms of like he does anything offensive. I just I don't like him because I'm like oh like every time you try to kind of branch out past the kind of the basic the the basic three shadows, it does not go well. Yeah, a lot of people discussing mk versus street fighter in the chat right now i think generally gen- again generally speaking casuals like mortal kombat more hardcore fighting fans like street fighter more yeah 
Maybe case flashier. You can make it oh, yeah. look better, ease more Street, easily. Street Fighter is the king of of tournament the, of the tournament fighting fighters for yep. sure. Like yep. it, it, it's be very hard to dethrone that. That will always be the final event in in Evo. Yeah. Um, but Mortal Kombat, you know, does fine. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't have the following because there is there it is, sells. It's the best it, selling. Oh, it sells fighter. better. It yeah. sells way better. Um, it, Mortal Kombat doesn't have the same following in the tournament scene in part because. Um, it's a little more by rote in terms of like you you're basically going for one combo a mm-hmm. lot of the time. It's not as free form. You don't see as sort of like oh my god, I can't believe they pulled that off because it's just the the Nether Realms fighting systems are just by definition a little little more rigid. Yeah. Um and and there's also a lot of like bias against non-Japanese fighting games. It's true. In yeah. in the fighting game community. Like, they, like you know, people don't like to talk about it, but it is true. Like Mortal Kombat is sort of looked down on because it's not from Japan. It's true. Yeah. Um, and that has lessened over the last like ten years. I would Mortal say. Kombat is probably my fourth or fifth favorite fighting franchise. Mm-hmm. I th- I would bump that up a little bit because it goes. I, I th- but actually, bumping it up would probably put it about. Because for me, it goes Virtua Fighter, Street Fighter, Soul Calibur, and then probably MK. I and mean, maybe Tekken before. MK. Oh, def- Tekken and MK close to Tekken me. would be so far down the list. Though. Oh, really? I don't like Tekken. I've never liked Tekken. I like Tekken more now. Tekken I, I, I like because Tekken's I'm good at it. Funny how that works. I can do well. Te- I, I had a friend who, who liked Tekken a lot, and so I'm like, oh, I'll train. I'll, I'll play and like learn how Tekken 7 works. But, and then like after like two sets of practicing, like I was winning constantly, and that was yeah. the end of that. Like, <laughs> my Eddie Goro, um, people get real mad when they play against me. Br- Eddie Goro. I, I, my, number, my number one is Street Fighter. Um, my number two is probably is Virtua Fighter. Virtua Fighter and so Street we just Fighter. Those. Virtua Fighter and Street Fighter are at the top. Like everything else is sort of a negotiation. Yeah. I, below that, I would probably put. I really like Blaze Blue, and I really Fair. like. Um, um, what was it? No, I'm, I'm not a huge Soul Calibur fan. Mortal Kombat would probably be fifth. Dragon or four, Ball Z or fighters. No, no. <laughs> actually, actually, no. You're right. That's the the, the, Mar- the Marvel versus stuff. Yeah. would be probably uh, my third or fourth. Okay, and then Mortal Kombat would be behind that. Right. I will say, more, my estimation of Mortal Kombat has come way, way up in the modern era. Like the modern Mortal Kombat games are so much better they than they've yeah. ever been before. Mm-hmm. And the story but, modes are great. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I appreciate that. And the Injustice games, mm-hmm. I kind of lump them in there a little bit, too, because they're basically Mortal Kombat games with yeah. DC characters. Like, I think Modern Netherrealm is fantastic. Yeah. I think they do great, 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 great work. Yeah. Um, are they the most, you know, versatile and interesting? Fi- no, there's... there's. Well, they're kind of trapped into the template. The oh, MK sure. Template. But there's just an element... Of, there's always characters in their games that are better. Mm-hmm. Like you're always going to be, and, and like, yeah, the balance isn't yeah. always. And the most exciting thing is always when someone takes a character that you think is trash and somehow makes and mops progress with, in a, yeah. in a yeah. tournament. You're like, how is he? Ma- how is he getting this far with Bane? Kind of thing. And then they'll go and nerf Bane. Yeah, and, and then they change. <laughs> yeah, so there's a lot more of that thing in, in the Nether Realms games where it's like, oh, someone figured out that you know Cabal can do this like kind of infinitely, and so we're going to get rid of that now. No one plays Cabal anymore. Yeah. Um, or Kung Lao had that a lot in the in the yeah, in yeah. World Combat Nine. Like Kung, Kung Lao had an infinite. In the World Combat Nine, that I An learned combo, right? Yeah, that yeah. I learned how to do um, like very early on, and then when I was playing, I was playing at a party and did that to someone, and the guy just turns to me and goes, "You know, this is not fun, right?" Yeah, <laughs> and I'm, playing and I'm against like, you is not fun. No. <laughs> I'm not here for fun. Not here to, I'm not here to give you a good time. I'm here to win. <laughs> uh, Shane A28, thank you for Twitch Prime. Uh, okay, well, I think that's all yeah. we have on Street Fighter Six right now. Obviously, it comes out. Is it June? I want to say it's June 2nd. 
June 4th? Is it early in June? I thought it was the first week of June. I thought it was like the 20th or something. But anyway, it does come out in June, so we have another month and a half. We may get another beta. Who knows? I hope we do. And again, if you are not a member of PlayStation Plus, beginning tomorrow, or today, if you're watching the archive of this, you can go download it on, on PC and Xbox to give it a go. Um, okay, let's move along. We're going to talk next about a game that... To me, it's blatantly obvious what it's ripping off and trying to be, yet for whatever reason, nobody in the press has brought this up. And that game is Minecraft Legends. And to me, it's very clear that they're trying to make a better Pikmin. Pikmin, yeah. If you read the reviews, previews or whatever, nobody mentions that. They keep calling it an action RTS. I'm like, it's the effing Pikmin, dude. They're trying to rip off. I mean, Pikmin. I guess technically Pikmin is also that, but like it's Pikmin. Yes. Like you, you blow the whistle to yeah. you wave the flag to gather your guys, yeah. and then you send them over there, and you can run in and whack. You them run around. Sword. You got these little dudes following you around. It's just like, Pikmin with a more boring world. It is. <laughs> it's not even just the more boring world. There's a lot of parts of this game that are nowhere near as good as Pikmin. And I'll say this too. It gave me a new appreciation for Pikmin because mm -hmm. Pikmin is an old game that's been around for a long time, and it figured out a lot of the problems that this game has a long time ago, like almost 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. It figured out the problems that this game struggles with. And somehow managed to, even from the beginning, Pikmin felt more tactile. Yeah. I, this feels like one of the most, this is one of the most sterile things I've played in a long time. So there is a plot in this game. The piglins, or whatever the F they're called. Piglins, yeah. Piglins. They don't want to call them goblins. Yeah, they've invaded the overworld, which is the world that you live in. They've come in through this portal that you're seeing right here. It's your job to run them out. And that's pretty much the whole plot. Yeah, it's not even your world. It's, it's like, not? Oh, yeah. Yes, right. They, they you're go, summoned. They go to your Minecraft right. world, quote unquote, <laughs> and get your character to come help them in there because there's like three personifications of virtue. Why is there lore in Minecraft? What the fuck is this? Like I don't. I mean, I'm, I'm, out the, I'm out of the. I'm out of the Minecraft world here. Like, yeah. is any of this? There's precedent for any of this? Is this new? Is this? Am I supposed to know who like knowledge and action and insight? The kids are? do. Yeah. Are they established characters? I'm sure they are. I'm sure the kids know who all these people are. I'm sure. And here's another thing too. I would say kids will probably love this game to death. Like, yeah. they're not going to realize that it's a cheap knockoff of Pikmin. They're going to be like, it's a new way to play with all the Minecraft stuff that I yeah, love. Like, oh, like, I never played the Telltale games. Is, is that mythos established in... Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, there's definitely lore now for Minecraft, without a doubt. And established characters and villains and all that kind of stuff. So, I just know trying... About, I know Steve and I know the Ender Dragon, and that's about as far as I go. Yeah. So, as Matt said, you're recruited by these three characters, Foresight, Action, and Knowledge. And you are assigned, or asked if you will be... The protector of the overworld. Um, the piglins are swarming from the netherworld and they're attacking all the villagers and corrupting the land. So basically your job is to look at the map, <laughs> look for a blinking red castle and run in that direction until you get there. And then once you get there, you basically do one of two or three things. You either defend a point by building a bunch of turrets around that point and staying there to defend it and spawning all your minions to defend it or you are attacking a fort, in which case you need to break down all the contraptions and the buildings and the machines that they have, and then ultimately destroy the portal that has all the enemies coming into your world through it. And that's pretty much the game. Now, where things start to get complicated is in the actual playing of the game. Because 
like Pikmin, you control a character that you're seeing right now. And as you can see, there's like eight different ones that you can choose from. You can also choose the mount that you're on. And those do have slightly different attributes and it does make a little bit of a difference. But for the most part, you have a sword and you can attack enemies, but you're relying on all the little minions that you spawn to do all the dirty work for you. And not only will they build stuff because this is Minecraft, but you can also assign them to attack a building and they will sit there kind of look acting like they're attacking the building and they'll attack it until it crumbles and falls. And that's pretty much the entire game. Um, as soon as you defend or take down one of the outposts, another icon pops up on the map and you run there. And one thing I found, Matt, is that you do eventually get fast travel. You can travel between any villages that you've kind of cleared. But a lot of times you look on the map and you'll see an area that needs help. You will run like 10 miles to get there and it's too high level and you can't actually do it. Mm. It's like they should have on the map like this is the level you need to be to attack this. They don't. There's no indication of what each one of the outposts like what level you need to be to effectively they won't even let you. They'll just turn you around and be like go away. You can't <laughs> you can't fight this yet. Like again, just really dumb. And one thing that I discovered that Pikmin does really well after playing this is managing the minions. Because so in, one thing this does well is that you can create spawn points for the minions pretty much wherever you want. Like it's there's a zone around each outpost that it won't let you build the, the pools that you spawn the, the minions from. Yeah, as long as you're not in nether territory. But can... if you're 10 feet off of that property, yeah. you can put it wherever you want. And in Pikmin, you could only ever Thank get... you, Skull Monster Knight. Yeah. In, in Pikmin... <laughs> To get more Pikmin, you would have to go back to the mothership. And you'd have to, like, they'd plant at the bottom. You'd have to pull them out and pluck them. And this, you can take your minions with you, and you can spawn them wherever you want. Now, controlling the minions in this is way worse. So as Matt said earlier, you do have, like, a whistle thing that you use to collect them to tell them, hey, you need to follow me. I've had the minions in the circle, and they still stand there. Uh -huh. They just aren't alerted when you blow the whistle. And then once you're navigating, because here's the thing, like a lot of these outposts that you're going to, as you can see, they have elevations and there's a building mechanic that you can use where you can build like bridges and ramps and things like that. Again, abysmal, by the way. Have you tried to use the ramps and like building the ramps in this? Yeah, they're they're very unintuitive. It's very finicky and weird. It's like eventually it just happens. And like, I'm like, I don't know what I did right or wrong to make it work that time. But you need to, you need to build ramps to get you from the ground up to the platforms where you need to destroy like some of their machines or some of their buildings to take out the outpost. Once you go up to that level, go up the ramp and get on the next level, you're probably going to lose about half of your minions. Mm -hmm. And they're going to be standing down on the ground doing you no good. Like there's so I've many I've even seen things where they're attacking a building and the building does like a pulse to knock them off. Yeah. And they just they get knocked like a foot away and they just stand there. They, they lose their mission. And, and early on I thought it was cuz they were stunned and they're going to but then they just nope, never they, they don't attack forget. again unless you come over and tell them to do it again. It's very weird. It's and it, again, it's something the Pikmin does very well, controlling your Pikmin, making like yeah, you can the use Pik it. Yeah, the Pikmin know that if I told you to attack that thing, keep attacking it until it, it dies or you do or until i tell you to stop right yeah also but getting them to follow you like you could use the c stick and pikmin to get them to go Move into a, a narrow single thing, yeah. file line or like you can't do that or in rotate this. them around and have them like swarm something right no way, you have to just hit the one thing and like you can't really control where that target goes yep. it's just like a set distance from your character yeah and it doesn't and like half of them will actually do what you want yeah. them to do and so what happens a lot of times is i would think that like all my guys were dead 
Because there'd only be like they're five or standing around. And they're all yeah. down on the ground standing around. Yeah. You'd have to go all the way down to the ground, whistle them again, try to get them to navigate up the ramps to get, because you have to fight enemies and break stuff up there. Like, it's crazy. I had zero fun playing this game. I It was I a chore. do not like it at all. And I mean, look, I didn't want to play it in the first place. But as you said, it was on Game Pass, so mm-hmm. you might as well play it for free. And that was about what it was worth. Again, I think kids will like this. Sure. I'm sure it's, if you're into Minecraft, I mean, a lot of this is just the theme does not engage me. If this was like Star Wars, I might forgive more of its faults. Mm-hmm. If you were letting me throw like, I don't know, Porgs at something or something. Or if it, was, it was like me with a lightsaber riding a Tauntaun throwing Ewoks at stuff. Maybe I would be more into it, but uh, I have absolutely no interest in anything that's happening here. Well, it's like the re- some things I think kids will like, some they will hate. So kids, I think, like harvesting resources in Minecraft. Yeah. In this, it's this weird thing where you squeeze one trigger and it brings up a ring of influence, and then you squeeze the other one, and these little like fairies fly out and start right. grabbing the grabbing resources stuff for you. But the thing is, is like when you start. You can't just grab any resource. You have to actually unlock the ability to harvest new resources. So you start with wood, and then you can get stone, and then you can get iron. Like, I don't feel like for kids that's going to be a smart way to handle that. It's gated so much. And also, like, I, I, all I can, I mean, I don't have kids, obviously, but all I can imagine is, like, showing this to a kid who likes Minecraft and having them go, like, oh, I'd rather just play Minecraft. Mm -hmm. Like, what is... What is interesting about this in comparison to being able to just spend I think the your combat is better and more interesting than sure, Minecraft. Sure, but like is that what any what, what anybody likes about Minecraft? I, I think thought, most kids know. Yeah, I think that the combat's there, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And the creativity the creative part of this is nothing compared to the real Minecraft. No, not at all. It's it's barely RTS level. Yeah. Um like you basically just choose stuff and it's built. Like you're not like choosing each brick and actually figuring out how you want to build each thing. No, it's ve- it's it's very rem- it's actually way more removed from the building process yeah. than I expected it to be. And it takes forever to you can see here in the bureau how long it takes to take out yeah. each one of these little pieces. While the, while he's rebuilding the building you just destroyed right. while you're doing it. It's- yeah. It's <laughs> I don't know what they were thinking with it's this. It's like the it's like a broken Pikmin meets like the worst RTS you've played in it kind in two of. years. Like I mean, look, if you're there's just nothing to grab onto. If you've been looking for more action-oriented RTS games, then this fits the bill, but I guess, but there's like other options yeah. out there. It's like so even when you do put down like one of the spawn points for the minions, like you have to manually spawn each one of them by hitting the yeah. X button. Like, you can't choose to just spawn, like, all the ones that I need. Like, a lot of times you'll go to spawn, and they'll be like, oh, you already have your max number of minions. And then you realize that there's a group of, like, 12 of them standing, like, half a mile away. And there's no way to call them. Well, yeah, there is. No, uh-uh. It just said, it, you, when you're standing at the spawn point, yeah. Wait, what? You hold B to recall, and it'll call any existing minions anywhere on the map to you immediately. Uh, where? At a spawn point. Oh, you have to be at a spawn yeah. point. Ah, but when you're just out on the map, when like, you're on the map, no. But you can get when you get where you're going. If you if your minions have wandered away, you build a spawn point, hold recall, and they'll yeah. All pop but back if you're up. in the middle if of like fights or whatever, and you've lost half of them, oh, if they wander away, you got to go get them during the fight. Yeah, yeah, there's no way to get them back. Like the whistle only works in the vicinity around your character. Mm-hmm. It doesn't just whistle like for the whole terrain well, or whatever. The, the trick with Pikmin is that they don't wander away. Right. Like, I don't know where some of these guys go. And sometimes just it happens with the bad guys. Like, the piglins will fall off the edge of a, of a, of a, like a plateau or whatever, and they'll just be down there. Mm-hmm. And, like, you have to kill that last one to get through the whatever, you know, to qualify as having destroyed the outpost, but I have to get down there somewhere, somehow. 
And like, I have to move everybody off the plateau. And one time I did that to kill him. And by the time I got down there and killed him, like they started building another building on top of the plateau and I had to get everybody back up there. It was, Gotta put it was the ramp just, up again. And it's yeah, dumb. it's dumb. <laughs> yep. Um, yeah, the building in this, again, if that's a big part of Minecraft that you're into, you can see it's like you have a list you can see in the bottom down there um, that you just choose from. And it just builds it. Like, yeah, you're not... It's, just, it's not... You're not choosing each individual brick. The it, Minecraft aspect here is literally just window dressing. Yeah. Like, the other thing, too... There's nothing Minecrafty about any of this other than the look. Yeah. The other thing, too, about it is that, like, there's a lot of things you have to do in the game where you use a modifier button on the controller, where you hold a shoulder button while you tap left or right. Like, kids are... I don't give them enough credit a lot of times for them to be able to figure stuff out. But modifier button, I mean, it uses every button plus modifier button. So it it takes a lot. Like, I found myself a lot of times having to stop and think, like, wait a minute. How do I harvest the stone? Wait a minute. How do I get back to the menu where I can choose the item? And this is all happening in real time. So that's the other thing about this, Matt, is that there's the controls can be confusing and they can be obtuse and unintuitive. And you have to do all this stuff. You have to... Get the guys who ran away. You have to figure out that while you're being attacked, there's no pause in this game, Matt. There's mm. no pausing this game. And I think that has to do with because this also can be played cooperatively. They need people to be able to drop in and drop out. But you're doing all this stuff that's awkward and weird while you're getting attacked, while they're building something else, while they're knocking something else down. It's this thing, it's, this world is always happening. And when you're wasting time fiddling around with the controls and some of this stuff it just makes it all the more frustrating so i don't know like i i would probably recommend this to kids who really love minecraft because it is more action-based it has more combat and things like that but to your point if they love it for the building they're gonna hate it like they will hate this game if they love minecraft for being able to build whatever the yeah, heck really, they want. It really has to be like do you want to play a game a different kind of completely different kind of game but it looks like minecraft yeah like, pretty much yeah, that's what you're, what, and what that you're, might be enough, you know. Yeah. Like I, like I said, for Star Wars, that might be enough for me to like at least pay, you know, put up with this a little longer. Yeah. But it isn't, so I didn't. One thing I did fiddle around with that I was pleasantly surprised by was the multiplayer. It, this, you, this is weird the way that the bridge thing works. Oh, I know. Like, why? To put, Just put same, the bridge had, over the freaking lava. Almost the same. I'm like, why can't I rotate this an extra step? Yeah. Like, why isn't there eight? options for that well what i discovered with that. this is i had to go all the way around the other side of the island and there was a very specific place yeah, you gotta go somewhere where, where they actually wanted me up, to put the bridge lines up with the with the four cardinal directions yeah again the bizarre. building in this is like like why doesn't that bridge work matt why does that bridge not work i don't know it, so again if your kids love minecraft for the building but then that time it works it's it makes no sense at all like a very frustrated play in this game and again, the controls are very awkward. Like you're holding like the shoulder buttons while you're doing stuff a lot of the times, while you're trying to dodge enemies, while you're trying to manage your minions. There's a lot of multitasking going on in this, which is not something I really associate with Minecraft. Uh, but anyway, back to the multiplayer. You play two teams of four. Um, and I had a ton of fun with it. The only thing, though, was that there was no voice chat in the game. And you need it. You need to communicate with the other players on your team for it to really work well, and there wasn't any. Um, but basically, it's multiplayer is two teams of four players, and it's base versus base. You're trying to take down their base while they're trying to take down your base, and it's fun. There is a, a back and forth to it um, that made it a lot more fun than playing the campaign. So I had a lot of fun with that. Um, 
I guess the one thing I would say too is that it is tuned for younger audiences. It's not that difficult, um, no. even with the control. And I do wonder if they nerf this game because of all the other problems. They're like, oh, we can't make this game very challenging because they're going to be challenged just trying to, to multitask and do all this stuff we're asking them to do all at the same time. Um, I guess really what I would say most is that this is a ga- this game is perfect for Game Pass. It is a game that I would never ever recommend to somebody spend money on, and myself I would never spend money on. But it is kind of an idea that isn't overdone in the games industry, and sometimes it's refreshing to play those types of games, which I think in a in a big part is what Game Pass is all about: trying stuff that maybe you normally would be outside of your comfort zone and things that you didn't think that you would like because there's no risk. Mm. Um, so. In that way, it is a good Game Pass game, but as far as buying this, and it does cost, I believe, 40 bucks if you buy it. I think so, yeah. Because this is also available for, as you can see in the lower third there, it's also available for PC, PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, both Xboxes and Switch. So most people who will be playing this game will have to buy the game. And it is $45 at GameStop. Um, no. Do not, no. Do, yeah. not, do not spend... $45 on this game. Slap that on the box. No. No. <laughs> yeah, don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, and again, you know, Pikmin's not that far away at this point. And I don't need to play games like this all that often. And no. I felt like I almost kind of ruined Pikmin 4 for myself having spent time with this game. But I think more likely I'll play Pikmin yeah, 4 I, and I'll realize even more all the shortcomings of Minecraft Legends. Yeah, this is... Well, it wasn't my least favorite thing I played this week. That was Disney Speedstorm. It <laughs> felt like the w- biggest waste of time. Yeah. Because it's so easy to look at this and be like, yeah, I don't need to th- ever think about that again. And really, the, the death knell for this game is that even once you come to grips with it and you understand exactly what you're supposed to be doing at all times and you get good at the controls and the multitasking and everything like that, it it's just not very fun. Like it becomes repetitive because you're doing the same two mission objectives over and over again. You're either defending a spot or attacking a spot. And that's pretty much it. There's no nuance to the, to the missions. And I got sick of this game real fast. I probably spent 10 hours with it maybe. And I was done by the time I got to 10 hours. In fact, I dragged my butt along for the last, you played this for 10 hours. I did. Yeah. So I kept waiting to see if it would change and it never did. No, I didn't. I played past the tutorial a little bit, oh. past that, and I was like, "Oh, I'm good." I <laughs> oh, I legitimately you. played this. Yeah. No, I played for like an hour and a half. Oh, that I played. Was, a lot that more. was more than enough. Yeah. Oh, you're right. An hour and a half. Here's the thing: I could have quit in an hour and a half, and it would have been fine because yeah, nothing changed the yeah, whole rest of the time. Been. I was pretty sure it had shown me the hand. It had. Yeah. I can tell you, as somebody who played much more of it, it had absolutely shown you the hand. So anyway. There you go. That's Minecraft Legends. $45 if you want to buy it on platforms other than Xbox or PC. If you are charmed by this game and you feel like you want to play it, again, as we say all the time, just spend the $15 for a month of Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Play it. Play a bunch of other stuff, and you're going to be hooked, and you're going to stay subscribed to Game Pass. <laughs> just letting you know right now. Uh, maybe you shouldn't dive in if you don't want to start checking out an extra $15 every month going forward. Uh, let's take a look at chat and see what you guys are saying about this, if anything. Um, Vincent says, play Tinykin on Game Pass instead. Yep, that's another good one. Uh, Truth316, thank you for Twitch Prime. That's awesome. Um, Sold less than Dead Island 2. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm kind of surprised by that. I really thought this game was going to sell. And I think it still might sell. Some of the reviews are pretty kind to it. I was kind of surprised at how generous some of the reviews were. Um, I mean, it's not for us. 
Um, Swanlin says my 12-year-old nephew loves Minecraft Dungeons. He'll probably love this. He probably will. Minecraft Dungeons is a better game than this, so yeah, it is a much better translation. Of, I agree of the of the, the license the the IP to, yeah. to another genre. Yep. Um, Squishy Muffin, when you think about it, creating a digital Lego a la Minecraft is a genius move. It was back yeah. 13 years ago. <laughs> it was. I have never enjoyed it, but I know every, yeah. a lot of other people well, have. Especially considering how many times Lego tried it before that and it didn't work. Yeah, And Minecraft true. is the one that finally got it. Swan Senpai, I grew up with Minecraft, and yes, it's full of lore and stories. It is. Like, a lot of it was manufactured by fans for a long time, and then eventually... Uh, Mo Yang got in on it and was like, yeah, you know what? We should probably start creating some of this stuff. Uh, Fox and Friends, thank you for subscribing. Fox and Fiends. Oh, Fox and Fiends, thank you. Big important distinction yes. there. <laughs> I don't think someone with the handle Fox and Friends would be subscribing to us. <laughs> they probably wouldn't be watching this, this podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, so there you go. That's Minecraft Legends. That's two thumbs down from Game Face from both Matt and I. Um, if you're interested... Just subscribe to Game Pass for the month for 15 bucks, and you'll play that for two hours, and then you'll find all these other awesome games that you actually want to play. Yeah, go play uh, The Ascent. Yeah. That's, that's a good one. Evil Ani 5, how many Keflings is this worth? None. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> no Keflings were harmed. Yeah. Because no Keflings bothered to show up. That's right. Yep. Um, okay, let's move on. We're going to talk next about a game that we've been waiting for forever. It was supposed to come out like a year ago, and then Putin was a piece of shit and ruined everything for everybody, including gamers who are waiting for this game. Advance Wars 1 Plus 2 Reboot Camp. It is a compilation of the first two Advance Wars games for Switch. Now, Matt, I was surprised you didn't get to spend any time with this. It just felt like the least priority because... Everything I read about it was like, yep, it's Advance Wars 1 and 2. It's fine. Yeah, we're not going to spend a ton of time on it's this game. Good. Like, <laughs> and I've already played those games to death. I never did finish 2 because it's... I never did either. It's endless. I don't it think it ends. For, yeah. I, I think I, I, I was telling Matt before we started recording today about Advance Wars 2 that I, when it came out, I was in the height of traveling for like my job, literally flying two, three times a week to go check out games and just all over the country, all over the world. And I had Advance Wars 2, and I would play it on my flights. And I told Matt there were some flights I would get on the flight and start a mission and fly the entire time, like two and a half hours, and play the same mission and not finish it. Like, I'd, I'd never finished Advance Wars 2, and I probably played 50 hours of it. Mm -hmm. The crazy part, too, sometimes you would get to one of those missions, and you would fail and lose. Yeah. And you'd have to start the whole thing over again. But I'll say this. One thing I realized very quickly about this is that Advance Wars 2 is the vastly superior game. It is. Advance Wars 1 is easier and simple, more simple. Mm -hmm. Advance Wars 2 is more complicated, but everything else about it is better. Now, 2, two is where they hit the stride. Yep. Uh, one, I mean, 1 is good. 1 is like a fine yep. intro and yep. doesn't last forever. And, yep. and once you've gotten through 1, you'll have a solid foundation for what they expand on in 2, and yep. good luck to you. Yep. Because two is long and difficult. It is. It takes a um, long time. But it's great. It's probably. It's probably yeah. I would. It's probably still the best one. Yeah. I would say. I would. I definitely agree with that. Yep. Um, so the story in this, if you've played it already, you know that there's not much of a story. There's a war and it's advanced. <laughs> there's a war that you're fighting in against the black hole army, and yeah, that's which pretty is much Russia. I yeah. Mean, let's be honest. It's Putin. They're Russia. <laughs> which is funny. <laughs> well, more like at the time, it was more like sort of stereotypical Cold War era Russia. Yeah. It's just no one could have predicted that that was going to become in vogue again. That they'd come back yeah. around full circle back to the way that they were. 
Um, yeah, you are a part of the Cosmo and Macro land, and the Black Hole Army's invaded, and you have to stop the invasion. That's pretty much the plot. Now, there is a lot of dialogue and a lot of text in the game, mm -hmm. and I will say this. While the story hasn't changed for these, how they tell the story has changed drastically. For example, you just saw that extended, long anime sequence mm -hmm. there. Those are sprinkled and, throughout. And this whole thing is, yeah. is new. Like the, maps, the map screen. Those anime cinematics are sprinkled throughout the game to help them move the story forward. Now, the story never gets great, um, and the writing is pretty much identical to the first games, but the production values are vastly improved compared to those GBA classics that we played so long ago. Um, <laughs> what? I don't know. Andy's face. Oh, just yeah. the way he moves. Like, yeah. He's like, hi. <laughs> I, I like helicopters. <laughs> uh, yeah, the art in this... Ugh. I like the Wizard of Oz. <laughs> I like the Tin Man. Yeah, I feel like, like the what? art from the anime and from like the box art of the original games has not translated particularly well to this game for some reason. No, that didn't make the jump to 3D too great. Yeah, I don't it's, know uh, what it is. I'm not sure what's wrong there. Yeah, but, uh, it's like that. The units look cool. Oh yeah. Um, but yeah, there's something about the way the really it's the way that the face. The way they've mapped the the facial features onto the onto the head and the, like there's because they're moving, you know, they're doing that yeah. sort of slight breathing thing that yeah. they do in uh -huh. so now <laughs> their chest heaving. Yeah, but like when the when the head moves a certain angle, it looks like the face kind of flattens out yep. to the side <laughs> and like that. They don't have the that perspective. Looks, that looks right. very weird. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, as we said, both campaigns are on the card or in the download, uh, depending on what uh, version you decide to buy. When you first start, it seems like you can't play Advanced Wars 2. The option is grayed out, but you can. If you get the cursor on it and then you hit the button, it will basically pop up a spoiler warning. It'll say, hey, mm. you should finish Advanced Wars 1 before you play Advanced Wars 2 because right out of the out of the gate in Advanced Wars 2, there will be spoilers from the first game. Of course, I ignored I that. I can't even imagine what they're talking about. There. <laughs> yeah. well, well, what's the spoiler that you win? Well, <laughs> Black Hole's a spoiler. Oh, I guess. Because they don't show up, like, at the beginning of the first game. Like, at first, you right. think all the other COs are the bad guys. But as it turns out, Black Hole are the bad guys, and they hate all the COs. Right. So, there, it would spoil it, but I, yeah, but I get like, what you're saying. But also, if that's what you're... I mean, come on. <laughs> I, I totally understand what you're saying. Um, so, anyway, you can choose to play Part 2, or the second game first, if you want to. Um, and then let's talk about some of the other modes because there are extra modes in this that were not in the originals. First up, the one that I should discuss first is the design room, which is where you can go to build your own maps. And now I am typically not the guy to build this type of stuff, Matt, because it usually takes forever and the map sucks. In mm -hmm. this, it is so easy to build maps and not just build maps, but build good ones. In fact, I would argue after you spent even five hours playing this, you will be able to build a really good map very quickly. And once you build that map, you can share it with all your friends. They can all play it. You can play head-to-head -head on it. I was pleasantly surprised by the design room and how intuitive and easy it was to build maps and then share them online with your friends. Um, let's see, there's versus. There's a versus mode where you play against AI or you can play against friends locally if they have their own system. I'm having some issues with your tactical choices here. With in my the, what? In the, in the B-roll. Why? <laughs> you just got nailed by those choppers. Oh, it doesn't matter, Matt. <laughs> all I have to do is capture the base at the bottom there. I wouldn't even... I, all, the, all the stuff that's happening up top is to distract. Because mm. their base is at the bottom left of the screen. So you just have to keep their units away from the bottom left. So that's all I'm doing. You only need two turns. You fly a copter down to the bottom. You can't see it because of graphics there. Let me show you. Mm -hmm. 
See, I have the two guys down there. I'm already taking their base. Yeah. To win, all you have to do is take their base. The, the rest of the battle doesn't matter. Those poor radio truck operators didn't need to die. <laughs> what I'm saying. Okay. Um, anyway. Um, so, other modes. There's the campaign, as you know, for both of the games. And then there's a war room where you battle against um, the CPU COs in very specific like match conditions on very specific maps. Um, and it's, it's kind of hard to tell the difference between the versus mode and the war room. Um, but the biggest difference really is that the war room is a lot more curated. They're very specific um, match types on very specific maps. Um, and then there is Hachi's shop. So after you finish and you're seeing perfect timing with the B-roll, as you finish, you're awarded credits depending on how well you played. And you then use those credits to buy stuff in Hachi's shop. And Hachi Shop has, they're mostly just like frivolous crap, like soundtrack songs and things like that, like little art pieces and stuff like that that end up going into the gallery. Um, and then there's a, a, yeah, inside the gallery, there's music, collectibles, and cinematics, and all that stuff unlocks as you play. And then there is online head-to-head -head play in this. However, you can only play against people on your friends list. You cannot matchmake in this at all and play random people, which when there is no way to send salacious messages, there's no voice chat, there's no excuse to not have matchmaking, Matt. None. That's uh, Nintendo. That is... It, but they're, they, why do they have matchmaking in some games but not others? I don't know. You would assume it's like, okay, we've, we've targeted this game... As more for kids. So let's make it safer. But that doesn't add up when you look across their library. I have no idea why. It's a huge oversight. And it's just going to keep people from playing the game online. I would not be surprised if eventually Nintendo decides, you know what? Okay. Like, we need to just have matchmaking in this. It, there's no precedent for the, that. The, this game is never getting an update. You don't think? No. They'll put up, maybe put on another collection of like, Dual Strike and whatever the other one was. Yeah. Was you it, don't think there was, one, there was, was another DS one, right? Was I there, believe was there a so. Because Dual remember. Strike was the first DS one back when everything had to be named DS. DS, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, I want to say there was a th another one, but I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember either. Someone in chat maybe will. Um, it's still on 1.0, so it's the same code Vincent is saying. Yeah. I mean, it's still early. It's only been out now for, what, like five days, four days or something like days that? Days of Ruin. That was the other one. Ah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Um, so anyway, there's a lot of modes and options that were not in the original games. Beer mileage will vary on those. I found most of them to be kind of frivolous. I just found myself mostly playing the campaign. Um, as you've probably figured out by now, it is a turn-based strategy RPG using milit militaristic equipment and machines and vehicles. Um, there's a lot of nuance to the game, however. For example, terrain makes a big difference. That's not out of the ordinary for a strategy RPG. With those little mountains that you see, um, that means that you have the height advantage. So if you go head-to-head -head with another unit, you're going to take out more of theirs than you do theirs. Um, there's so many units. You're not going to see a lot of them in this B-roll because it's only from the first few hours of the game. But eventually, you get a lot more of flying ships and boats and all this other stuff that's not in this B-roll. And there's a nuance using all of those. There's carriers and, you know, loading up your troops into the carriers. And the carriers can move a lot more quickly. So there's a lot of strategy in figuring out how to move your guys around. And then the other thing, too, is that I like about Advanced Wars, Matt, is the two win conditions. So there's two ways that you can win. You can wipe out the entire other army, the other team, or you can just capture their base. And that, the capture the base thing, really opens up a lot of different strategies. You get burned by it, too. 
Because sometimes you can be like, all right, I'm just going to rush for their base and try to capture their base, and you can get wiped out, and you have to start all over, and you've wasted like an hour of your life. Um, but I like that there's a different win conditions, and there's different strategies too. Like one of the most common strategies in Advanced Wars is putting a really tough tank unit. This is a game where actually the tank is a freaking tank at the crossroads of a road, and it creates a choke point. And that is probably the most important strategy in Advanced Wars, period, is creating choke points on the roads so the enemy's vehicles can't make it to your end of the map. Um, and that holds true in this as well. In fact, all the strategies that you have employed in the OG Advanced Wars games still work in this. This is basically like a map-for-map -map recreation. They really don't change much about it at all. Even all the tutorials and the training are pretty much identical to the original game. So terrain is important. There's fog of war eventually in the maps where you need you know, get recon units and you send those out to show portions of the map. A lot of times you end up having unpleasant surprises when that happens. There, for example, you couldn't see that that boat was in the water right up the shore until I put my infantry right on the beach mm -hmm. and then he appears. There's a lot of strategy involved in that as well. Because what I'm realizing, Matt, is a lot of people who are watching this right now never played Advanced Wars. Mm -hmm. They haven't. Like, these well, games yeah, are so old. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't a huge thing. And I mean, this is like, these were like the, well, I want to say the fifth or sixth entries in the franchise. Mm -hmm. They're just the first ones that came that west. Hit. Yeah. Because, like, they, the others were on they were on Famicom, Super Famicom, they were Game Boy ones. They've yeah. been around forever. Yep. Um, A venerable old Nintendo franchise. Yeah. Another angle, I mentioned them earlier, are the COs, and they're the commanding officers, and they all have specials. So the female that you've been seeing through most of the B-roll, her special is basically just give a buff to all of your units. Um, the one guy, Olaf or whatever, he, he rains down a blizzard on your army and coats the whole map in snow, which affects how your units move. It keeps them from being able to move as many spaces, um, etc. Um, and then some of them are just like buffs. Some of the CO special abilities are the ability to heal. Um, and, you know, you need to be strategic with those and use those at the right point in your turns. There's, it's a strategy RPG. So there's a lot of strategy. And this game looks very simple, and it looks like it's made for kids, but nothing could be further from the truth. You get about halfway into Advanced Wars 2, I'd like to watch a kid try to solve those, man. Because mm. there you really have to sit and think. Like, I remember there were some times in, like, Advanced Wars 2 towards the end of the game where I would sit there and, like, wait, like, 10 minutes before I'd make a turn because there's so many things to consider. Um, it definitely has a cute exterior that it would attract kids. And I would recommend if you do buy this for the kids in your family, make them play the first game first because it is more simple and will kind of ingratiate them into the mechanics and the concepts behind it. And then all bets are off in Advanced Wars 2. Um, you can fast forward the battles, hitting Z right. That's a welcome feature. You don't have to sit and watch all the, as cute as they are, and as, as much of an upgrade as the graphics now have because everything's polygonal, um, they still become monotonous after a couple hours. And so you can fast forward through all that stuff if you want to. You don't have to watch the combat play out. That's very much appreciated. Um, as I said, as you play, you earn currency and you spend those and you can use that for new maps and the other unlocks in Haichi's shop. Um, new polygonal graphics, they look a lot better. They're a nice upgrade, but the game still chugs, Matt. Hmm. There are moments where the frame rate dips in this. This game was built by Intelligent Systems, which does not have a great track record on Switch with its engine. And I was shocked to see that this game slowed down at a couple points. I was like, are you kidding me? There's like 100 polygons on screen right now. So 
the intelligence systems needs to get a new engine or Nintendo needs to be like, bro, you, you can't use that engine anymore. Your next game, we're going to give you an engine to work on. And it could maybe delay that game, but I think the greater good of all its games looking and running better in the future is probably worth maybe delaying one game to get them working on a worthwhile engine because it really is a joke. Um, they've re-recorded the soundtrack, and the music obviously sounds way better now because it's all stereo and played off of, well, a card, but, you know, it, the GBA audio is like this tinny, like, MIDI sound. So they've kept the same compositions, but they've just redone them with full orchestration. And I'll be honest with you, Matt, I like the old stuff, the old music better. Huh. It feels more the snare drum that they use in that MIDI music is more militaristic. It gets me more into the tone of the game. These compositions, there's like a slow jazz song. Like I'm trying to like blow up an <laughs> army and I'm listening to smooth jazz. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like if Kenny G doesn't make you want to conquer something, no, I don't know what to tell you. And there's lots of music like that in this. There's like a ban like a banjo, like bluegrass song. I'm like, what the hell? Like so they did redo all the music. They, there's voice acting in this now, tons and tons of it. And the voice acting, the voice actors aren't great. Still an upgrade over what we got from the original Advance Wars game. So visuals, audio, both improvements, caveats with both, though. But most importantly, I guess what I would say is that, like, the value on this card is unheard of. Like, honestly, you could buy this game, and it may be the last game you ever need to buy for your Switch 1. It's there's that much value on that card between the two games. Like, again, I never even finished Advance Wars 2, and I spent almost 50 hours on it. I could not finish it. So, these games have almost endless value between just the gigantic campaigns, the ability to play your friends online, the ability to build your own maps and then share them and then play those. There's just a ton of value in this game. And so, it's it honestly, if you're into these type of games, in my opinion, it is a very smart purchase decision. Now, it does get a little monotonous, but this is one of those games that you leave installed on your Switch and you just go back to it periodically when you have some downtime here and there. The other thing I would say too, this is a great handheld game. It is a turn-based game. So you can always just stop it mid-turn, put it in a sleep mode and come back and pick up right where you left off. So it is a great handheld game. It was birthed on handhelds for a reason. Um, it makes a lot of sense in portable mode. So I can't, I won't say that I had a ton of fun with this, Matt, because I'd already played these games uh -huh. and I already knew what they were about. I knew the plots, I knew the units and that stuff. It was a nice little nostalgic walk down memory lane for me, but really I played this for the people who have never played it before. You know, the folks who have never really spent time with an Advance Wars game and I played it for them so that I could see if they had made worthwhile improvements and changes to it for the people who, who may have played it already, but mostly just for people who have never played these games so they have a good idea of whether it's for them or not. But again, in my opinion, a really smart purchase decision. Do you have any questions, Matt? Nope. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty straight. seems pretty straightforward. Yeah. Uh, let's check our chat and see if they have any questions. Weird, um, weird time to put it out. <laughs> it is it's weird. It's in the time. middle of everything. Yeah, it is weird. Like, after you wait all that time and then you put it out in a week, it. it really makes no apparently, sense. I mean, apparently it's, it was like number three on the UK charts. I mean, it's selling well. Yeah. So. Yep. Gohan Rage. Thank you for Twitch Prime, man. That is awesome. We appreciate it. Um, oh, Vincent says the game was developed by WayForward primarily. That's interesting because it says intelligence systems in the game hmm. everywhere. So I don't know why there's no way forward. Did they in the develop game. the original? Um, yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, but they still have it in the game. I didn't see WayForward's name anywhere. Um, AJ the Legend Watson, I was going to say, do you think a new generation will enjoy these games as much as we did? Um, There's a lot of mo- like modern mobile games that are basically this kind of game. Yeah. So I don't think it feel- would feel that archaic to someone who grew up on mobile stuff. Then the problem becomes, though, Matt, they can get those games for free on right. their phones. But also, this game isn't limiting how much you can play it in a day and uh, you know, demanding more microtransactions for better units. Yeah. Um, AJ the Legend Watson asking, is there a rewind feature? No. There's fast forward. So once you've already put your command, you have to sit and watch like the whole animation play out. But yeah, you can no you rewind. can undo a turn, but in, you can't take back a move. I you could undo a turn, I think, in the second one. Is that mm-hmm. right? I thought it was in both. And now. it only lasted for the first like three missions, I think, and then it went away. I thought that was universal in the remake, but I I haven't read that. Pre- I, that was a preview I read before it was originally supposed to oh, come right. out. So I don't know if that's. That, I'm I think that the right. way it works is it only works for the first few missions and then it goes away. I'm not 100 percent sure though. Mm. Um, but you're right. There is some semblance of being able to take a turn back in the game, but not necessarily rewind. I guess. Um, the J Bone 29. So this is a must buy for new players. Um. If you like strategy RPGs... Yeah, if you're interested... Yeah, if you're interested, yeah. it's a must-buy. You you won't regret it. If you like strategy RPGs and you buy this, you're not going to come back to me like a week from now and be like, dude, I feel like I got ripped off. It's a mm-hmm. gigantic game. Yeah, Vincent and Erebus Jones say you can you can undo turns in both, and you can always do it. You can always do it? Yeah. Really? Are they... But wait, are they saying, like, undo turns or hit B and back out of what you were, like, checking out? Undo turn. like, like I've I never done a, that in these games. Like, undo a day, basically. I've been playing these games a day? Yeah, Like, turn. all the moves from your whole team? I think so, yeah. What? But you can't rewind... Vincent, but you can't rewind more than one. So you can only do the one back. You can't go back to the beginning of the battle. Oh. I've been playing this series for 20-some years. I've never done that. I've never rewound... Or wiped out a turn ever. I don't. Rem- is that from the original, or is this like? I don't know. Is that added, is that for, added the, for, for this? The I don't know. How did I miss that feature? Playing these games for as long as I did. Um, I, don't know. I don't remember ever doing that. Okay, so that's new for this. Oh, it's new for this. Okay, that explains it. I was like, wait a minute. How in the hell did I not know that? There, press plus, go to options, and reset turn. And it's there. Are you sure it's there the whole way through the battle? Because I thought I read that it only worked for a few, the first few. Like it's new, apparently. Interesting. No, I mean, I, I was reading about this version, the mm. reboot, and I thought I read that it was only mm. for the first few turns. Anyway, there. So to I don't your know question, why you'd put that ability in and take it away. Well, because they it's for people as they're learning the game, and they screw up. Like, after you learn how to play the game, you shouldn't need to rewind your turns because you know what's going on. Eh. Yeah. I, I think I that's... Mean, a, honestly, I'll be honest. I think that's dumb. <laughs> like, I don't know why they would do that. That kind of ruins the games. No, it doesn't. I mean, it takes all the risk out of, like, your moves. Like, for me, like I was saying earlier, I sit there for 10 minutes thinking about my move, and then finally I'd be like, okay, time to make it happen. Make the commitment. But to know that I could just be like, oh, that didn't work out. I'm just going to wipe that out. That sucks. Like, no, it doesn't. It saves me 10 minutes. <laughs> I don't care about that. But you that. still spent the 10 minutes. If you, you used the move and it sucked and it didn't work out the well, way you wanted. I'm not going to spend that long thinking about it if I can just undo it. Oh, right. Yeah, I guess you're right. I think it's a horrible feature, honestly. No, but. I think that's I, that makes me more likely to play it. Interesting. Because it means I'm not going to waste an hour, like you said, playing a whole mission and failing at it. But it's just like, then it's not you. It's not your skill. Like, it's just it's just trial and error, then. I mean, that's kind of what strategy, turn-based strategy is. Well, no. I mean, to me, strategy is like, okay, I'm not 100% not sure what's going to happen. How is it not trial and error if you failed a mission and then try it again? I'm going to commit. 
It's 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 to me it's like the Forza Rewind option. It yes. just takes out the tension, which I also never use. But it just takes the tension out of the game. I use the Forza Rewind option constantly. I like never. Like I will it. never redo a race in Forza. I will wow. always undo a big mistake. Yeah, I don't. Not like I mean, not if I like you know, touch the side or somebody passes. I'm like no. Yeah, but yeah. like if I completely fuck up, I am going to rewind for ten seconds instead of redo a ten minute race. Like that's <laughs> yeah. Not I never a I never did that. Not a question. But I don't think that that's a fair comparison either between these two games. Like. I think it's the exact same thing. I, I have no compulsion, or or like the what you call it? like in in the the Nintendo Switch Online stuff, you can rewind the classic games if you fuck up. Like in, I don't think that's also a terrible feature. I think it's great. <laughs> it's more likely to make you have you play the game instead of like you know. But I also, but again, I think it takes the tension out of the game. The tension is if, not the interesting part of a game to me. For some people, it is, and for well, me, then it they is. don't have to use it. I mean, that's. Like, I, I, I'm surprised you don't think it matters at all. I like, don't. I'm also the person who thinks you could, you could, should add an easy mode to Dark Souls. I don't fucking care. Like, I, well, I, I agree with that. Play but, it. Play it however you want to play it. If you don't yeah. want, if you don't want to use easy mode on Dark Souls, don't pick easy mode. If you don't want to rewind your turn, don't rewind your turn. Yeah. That's all. No, Make, that's a good. Point. More options is good. I'd agree with that. That's a good point. Um, but it's like once you know the option is there, it changes how you play the game. Well, that's that's not my problem yeah <laughs> like because mine is yeah. somebody who doesn't want to play it that way so so anyway yes apparently there is a way to go back and redo your moves when that your mileage will vary on that so i'm glad and again i'm glad you guys are here because you fact check us and we don't have to come back next week and try to tell you something that you don't even remember that what's, happened what's in the, the, okay what's the casual mode um swanlin says it's respecting players time um what's the casual mode vincent says there's a new casual mode in the games. I don't know. In the campaign. I didn't even try it. I just played it default, straight out of the box. Um, so I know ca- a casual Wait, fire, God intended it. Casual and fire emblem means that the characters don't die forever. Oh, permadeath, yeah. But well, I mean, there this. Per- there's no permadeath in Advanced Wars that I can recall. I mean, your COs don't die. Just a difficulty. Your option. units will. All right. What's the. Obviously. Is it just. I wonder what that is. I don't know. If you can already rewind everything, what more could be. Ca- what could there be more casual than that? All I can think <laughs> is like more better more damage for you i don't know yeah maybe it just takes less turns to capture stuff maybe maybe you only need like each capture is like only maybe five like your, or maybe something your units regen or something maybe i don't i, I can't even imagine what that I would can't be either. i can't either uh, but anyway if you're into strategy rpgs you own a switch i recommend picking it up i don't think you'll regret it let's move on to our last topic for game phase 340 another game i played this week if you guys did not think i spent time playing games this week i don't know what to tell you I, I can't even, I don't even know how many hours I played video games this week. Probably like 80 hours. I'm not even exaggerating. Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of my time was spent trying to finish the main story of Horizon so I could get uh, to the so DLC. Oh, so you play the DLC. <laughs> which didn't happen. I'm still not, those, those last three missions are long. Yeah. I guess just I'm hoping going. to get through, at least through a big chunk of that before Friday. Yeah. So I leave here today, I'm going to start playing it, and then by Friday when Jedi Survivor comes right, out. Right, I got to get on with it because Jedi Survivor is I Thursday. Know. Yep. Um, here's the minority games. Out of you and Matt, who is the mom and who is the dad? I think we're both dads. Yeah. <laughs> if we we're got a gay couple, where we're both dads. If we got a pick, I'm the mom because I got the cat. There you go. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, so anyway, our last topic for today's show is a little game that I've been playing called Crash Team Rumble. There is a beta going on right now, and you can only get in the beta if you pre-order the game. And the first thing I'm going to say is it was really annoying covering this because it would literally take 10 minutes to get a match. Hmm. Because again, the only people who are playing it are the press or people who pre-ordered the game. So my deduction would lead me to believe that not a lot of people have pre-ordered Crash Team Rumble. 
Crash Team Rumble is, I guess if I had to describe it in a sentence, is a cross between Smash Brothers and a MOBA set in the Crash Bandicoot universe. Wow, it's, it's like you <laughs> formulated the exact sentence to make me leave a building. Well, I remember <laughs> I remember when, we were, when this was first debuted and we just ran the trailer or whatever, you were incredulous about how much you uh, just, were just tasteful. You thought it was I, just tasteful. I, the one positive thing I'll say about this game is I think this is the best design for Crash himself I've ever seen. He, yeah. He's the first, one of the first times I think I've ever seen Crash Bandicoot and not wanted to punch the, the screen. <laughs> because I hate Crash Bandicoot. Yeah. And I hate what he looks like and I hate those games and I hate everything involved. I'm not really a fan of his either. Um, I I have always hated those games and that character, and I don't know why he doesn't have... He's just a head with feet. Like, I don't know what the... (laughs) But I think he actually looks... I think this is a pretty good good design for him. Uh, Other than that, I never would have pre-ordered this. I never would have guessed that, AJ, that you're Swanlin, that you wouldn't pre-order this. (laughs) Who would pre-order this? Let's be honest. Like, even people who are interested in this... You better secure your copy of Crash Team Rumble. (laughs) Because on launch day, you don't want to go without. You want to be left (laughs) empty-handed. <laughs> but this is a four versus four brawler that are set on these little maps that look like levels for 3D platformers, basically. And you have a base on each end of the map. And generally, the maps are pretty asymmetrical. Like, they don't get too funky. There's only three maps in the beta, but all three of them were pretty much the same on each end. Um, and on each, each side, you have your base. And the objective is you go out into this level, this world, and you collect... Woomba. Is it Woomba? Woompa? I don't care. <laughs> Woompa. You collect Woompa fruit, and then you go back and you cash them in. There's a little pad that you stand on by your base. You can see it right there. And once you've collected some of the Woompa fruit, you go back there, and it will bank those for your um, for your team. And the objective is to be the first team to get to 2,000 points. It seems this, really... This doesn't seem to run very well. This might be a render issue because it, re- it seemed to run fine for right. me when I played. It, so. look, it, like, it, might, it might be a V-Sync thing because it looks really choppy. Yeah, it's not choppy when you play. Okay. If it were, that would be a travesty. Yeah, I wouldn't even know where to begin <laughs> on that. Like, are you playing this on an iPhone? Like, what's going on? Um, so anyway, you gain the Wumpa Fruit by destroying crates, attacking the other team, using power-ups. Um, there's on-map hazards and objects that you can use and also just by platforming and just finding them. Um, there's five playable characters in the beta. There's Crash, there's Tana, Coco, Dr. Cortex, and Dingo Dial. Um, and there's three different we classes. We made all of those characters up. Those aren't real things. They are real. <laughs> there's three different classes. Um, Crash and Tana are the scorers. They're the ones who basically get the fruit and then run back to the base and cash them in. This um, is the game? What did you say? Like, this, is, this is the game we're watching. Like yeah. You're actually playing against another... Okay. Why? It just, nothing's happening. You're just running around picking shit up. I didn't even realize there were enemies that yeah. weren't on your side until like Yeah, there's four players on the other team that are doing the same thing that we're doing. Going out and trying to get the fruit and then taking it back to the base to cash them in, basically. Okay. But there's all kinds of nuance to it. So you see those smaller pads there. You can collect those blue keys. You see the one back there floating? Mm-hmm. If you collect those and you turn those in on those smaller pads, they give you like special power-ups. Like the special power-up on this map is a beach ball that you turn into that you can use to like roll over enemies or to get to the other side of the map real quickly and like or get back to your cash in point to cash in the Wumba Fruit back at your base. Um, I know watching this, this game looks really simple and stupid. It's not. Like, I, I, I guess I should have said this from the top. I actually kind of like this game. I had fun playing this game, believe it or not. Um, 
there's a lot of nuance to the game once you get it good at it. Now, this is the first match I ever played, what you're seeing here. Mm -hmm. The next two matches, you'll start to see a lot more of the features as I start to learn how to use them, and the other teams that I'm playing against are better at the how game. How have they not won yet? They've been... You have to have 2,000. We're only at 900 oh. or whatever right now. It says nearing defeat. Oh, maybe it's 1,000. If they've been eight fruit away from winning for like a minute and a half. Like, what's happening? And they just won't cash them in. Or we, or our teammate is over there stopping them. Because that's the mm -hmm. other thing. So there's three classes, uh, as I was saying earlier. There's the beach ball that I was saying, victory. Um, there's three classes. There's the scorers, which is Crash and Tana. Coco and Dr. Cortex are the people who work on the modifier. So... There, did you see those pads that you could jump on that would light up? Yeah. If you light up all of those, it creates a, a, a multiplier. So you work in concert. One of your teammates is on those pads, lighting up all those pads, just before you're about to cash in the Wumpa fruit. Because if you light up all those pads, that gives you a 2x multiplier. So when you go to cash in that fruit, maybe you have 78 fruits. Now you have 156 or whatever. So... It's, there's, it's important to work as a team. Now, again, you collect the relics. That gives you the power-ups. Those can turn the tide of a match. Now, the third class is a heavy. And there's only there's only one in the beta, and that was the Crocodile dude, or whatever the hell his name was, Dingo Dial. He's the heavy guy. Now, what you do with him is he either parks by your base or the other team's base and either wipes them out as they come in and try to cash in their Wumba Fruit or keep them from trying to kill people as you're trying to cash in the Wumba Fruit. Each character also has a special attack. The one that I use the most often, because I love turrets, is like a, a snapping, or is a um, is a plant that is a turret that can fire. Um, there's like, I think there was like three or four other ones that I saw throughout the course of the game. Um, Dingo Dial has like a vacuum that he can use to suck up enemies. Tana has like a grapple hook that she can use. So each of the characters have like their own abilities as well. Um, I guess what I really liked about it was there's a lot of different strategies that you can use to win the game. Um, you can just go full bore, whole team goes to the other side, wipes them out, collects all the Wumpa fruit on the way back and cashes them all in. You can be more strategic, you can camp out. Um, I, found, I found that there was actually a lot of strategy to the game. I was pleasantly surprised by it. Um, each stage also has gimmicks that are unlocked using the relics, as I said, the beach ball. And there's also a big ship that will fly into the bay. Um, you can also summon Uka Uka, and he will cast like a huge damage spell that covers the whole island, but it doesn't hurt your team. There's all kinds of little nuances to the game that make it more fun and more strategic than you might expect. As I said, the stages are mostly asymmetrical and follow tr traditional platformer themes like a snow level, desert, and the island that you're seeing right now. Um, and then the islands in general are pretty small, or the maps in general are pretty small because it encourages confrontation. Like, you said that first one, like, there wasn't a lot going on, but these next two matches, like, it's pretty much just constant back and forth and fights and brawls and using your special weapons and using your classes really, really clever. Um, I think the first match, it may have even been bots that I was playing against. I don't know. A lot of games do that. They don't tell you that you're playing against bots, but you are. Uh -huh. These other ones here, like this is where you start to get into um, the actual strategy. I started playing as people who had been playing it since it launched and were like way higher levels than me. And that's the thing. This game, you would think it's a free-to-play game, but it's not. This game is going to cost real money when it comes out. Um, it's going to cost 40 bucks, And it should be a free-to-play game because there is like... Um, a battle pass that's just excruciatingly slow to unlock things. Um, and again, in this beta, there was only five playable characters and three maps. And, they're, you know, they're keeping it small because this is early access or whatever. Um, and I do wonder, you know, what some of the extra content is going to be, what some of the extra characters will play like. 
Um, but I was pleasantly surprised by this. And the more I played it, the more I started to understand it, the better I got at it, the more I started to understand what the other team was trying to do. Um, and I had fun with it, but I would never pay for this. The old structure of the game, it, this is all it is. There's no single-player mode right. to this at all. It, you're right. The, the, so the, you're right that this is going to 2000, so that first one must have been some kind of tutorial. Yeah, thing. it must have been like a bot match or something. Yeah. yeah. Disney uh, Speedstorm goes the other way, and the and the, the offline matches, every all the players are named like fake online handles. Oh. Like, it's like, it's like Aki whatever, 88 and uh-huh. shit. I'm, I'm just like, are those players? Because you all suck. Yeah. It's like, I don't, I don't think so. Like, because yeah. I can pause it. So, like, yeah, it's weird how, how games do that when they're teaching you. Like, it's either they don't tell you or they try to trick you. But you can see here, they're heavy. is hanging out at our base, mm-hmm. harassing me, trying to keep me from cash. See, I'm trying to cash in my Wumpa fruit. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, 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 you're not going to. He has, he has a vacuum he's trying to suck me up with. <laughs> and where's my teammates to distract? Like, this whole time, I'm like, where's my teammates? Help! I need to cash in this Wumpa fruit. He won't leave me alone. And eventually, he gets me to jump. I don't know. I had fun with this, Matt. Did I have $40 worth of fun? Nope. <laughs> I definitely did not. But more fun than I thought I was going to have. Like, when I reached out for a code for this from Activision, I was like, eh, maybe I'll get around to it or whatever. I started playing it. I started having fun with it. Now, again, it really sucked that it took, like, 10 minutes to get a match each time. And that kept me from playing as much as I wanted to. Uh, but the times that I did have full matches with all human characters, I had fun with it. So... Here's what I think is going to happen. They're going to release this thing. No one's going to buy it. It's going to absolutely tank. And then they're going to turn it into a free-to-play game, which it should be. Which does bring up some questions about games like Smash Brothers, I'll be honest with you. Like, should Smash Brothers be a free-to-play game? It probably should, Matt. Like, it's not like those extra modes in Smash Brothers are really all that something worth writing home about. But that's never going to happen because the Nintendo fans will always pay full price no, for it. Not, yeah, no, Nintendo has no reason to do that. Crash fans definitely will not do that. And so I do think that this game, in short order, will become a free-to-play game. Um, It comes out on June 20th, so not much longer to wait for it. My guess is they will eventually have an open beta where everybody gets to play it. Um, And that will be better because there will be enough people to actually matchmake than there were in this closed beta. And I'll probably give it another go because, again, I had fun playing this game. Surprisingly, I did. So this game is also made by Toys for Bob, which generally doesn't make junk. Um, and that was in, that encouraged me as I started playing it. I was like, okay, Toys for Bob made this. I'm going to give this a fair chance. I'm going to try to go in without any preconceived notions. And I know it's hard because you watch this B-roll and you're like, this just seems like a disaster, a mess. Once you get the handle of it, it actually does become fun. And I had a great time playing it. So there you go. That's Crash Team Rumble. It is coming to only consoles, both PlayStation 4 and 5 and both Xbox Series and Xbox One. Not coming to Switch as of right now, which is a little weird. Hmm. But my guess is they'll fix that. It'll eventually be released for Switch. But at launch on June 20th, only for both PlayStations and both Xboxes. Excited to play that, Matt? <laughs> that's Very what excited I, to never play That's that. what I thought your response would be. Um, okay, it's time for everybody's favorite... That's right. It's time for Name That Game, where I show you five screenshots and you try to guess the name of the game before Matt Kyle does. A couple caveats. If you've won this year, do not play. You can only win once per year. Don't drop hints in the chat. None of that. Another thing, the chat is going to be put into slow mode, which means you can only input something once every 60 seconds. Do not spam the chat with a bunch of random game titles. You will lose. 
The winner gets a free game, a PC game with a Steam code. If you have no interest in playing a PC game and you have no one that you want to give a PC game to, please don't play. Let somebody win the code that actually wants to play to win the game and play the game. And that's pretty much it. It's very simple. We got five screenshots. They're obtuse to start. They become more obvious as we go. That's name that game. Okay, everybody ready? Let me get my sound effects up here. And here we go. <laughs> sure is grass. Yep. Hey, someone's going to get it from this. You watch. Probably. <laughs> it's just it's impossible to outsmart you guys at this point. You're too good. Swan Senpai says the only good game on today's show. Far Cry 2, no. El Guapo got it. <laughs> Actually, everybody got it. <laughs> like five people got it. <laughs> well, he, it's Red he, Dead Redemption 2. Wait, El Guapo, I thought, didn't he just win last week? Mm. I thought he won this year already. It's Red Dead Redemption 2. I mean, it's crazy you can just show someone grass and they know exactly what it is immediately. Yeah. Yeah, well, Eric Cartman, as he beat you, he beat you by like a split second. His his message went up, and then yours immediately flashed underneath. I wish I could give you guys both because you both kind of tied. El Guapo, didn't you just win? I thought you won already this year. He's not replying. Oh, because he's, he's on slow, slow mode. mode. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Swan Senpai. I thought it was PS2 era. Uh, he's not. I guess he still has to wait for the minute. I thought for sure he had won already. Still, though, he did actually win it, he so he, no. he gets the applause. This is where Vigi Games won last week. Yeah, but I thought El Guapo had already won. ever. Okay, great. Awesome. Congratulations. And not only did you win, you won on the very first image, which is crazy. <laughs> um, I don't know how you guys do it. Like, maybe, what was it about the grass that if tipped you, played, you off? If you played Red Dead for like 100 hours, you're going to know what the ground looks like. like you I, didn't. I, but I haven't played that game that long. Oh, I thought you had. I'm like 30 hours. I, I mean, Matt, after a while. I played it for like 70 hours. I would have never guessed that was Red Dead Redemption mm -hmm. 2. There's certain games you just, you know, the ground texture. I mean, I generally know what the ground looks like in, an, in any Skyrim shot or things like that. Yeah. You know, there's just I, things that stick in your head. It's really insane. A lot of times I, I play that guess the game thing. Sometimes I know it just because I recognize that's what this one engine looks like. Yeah. And like, I know that that's, or I know that that's a PS2 game. Yeah. Or whatever, and I guess which which PS2 game has like that architecture. Well, the other weird thing about this shot in particular is that this is zoomed in hardcore, mm -hmm. so it doesn't even really look like Red Dead Redemption Two all that much. And he's it's still the ping was there in his brain to tell him what it was. It's really amazing. Here's the second one. Aguapa says it just looked like a western shot, <laughs> and that is, I mean that is what scrub grass looks like in the I desert. I guess. Like this. Here was the second one. And if you look in the top left there, there's like a little wagon. Mm -hmm. um, and I thought someone might see that and I might tip them off. Here's the third image. If you look very close, yeah, horse, there are horses' hooves horse there. Yep. This is all the stuff I think about and none of it matters, Matt. Nope. I do this every week and none of it matters. Uh, and then here's the fourth one. There you can actually see the horses' hooves there on the top left. You can see all four of the horses' legs. And then here's the last one. And if you wouldn't get it from that, then you ain't getting it. Because <laughs> that actually just shows him on his horse with his bag, which everybody should have recognized. So, once again, great job, El Guapo. You're here every week. I love seeing people like you win Name That Game. This is, you're the people that we do it for, the people who support us. We hope that the people that support us end up winning and getting the free game. So, anyway, send me uh, a DM on Twitter at Denfire. 
You can send uh, Sifted a DM on Twitter, at Sifted Games. You can send me a DM on Sifted, at Shane. Um, you can send us a direct message here on Twitch. Any of those work, and we'll get your code out to you. Once again, congratulations, El Guapo. Good to see you win. Erebus Jones is right. The last picture should have just been the horse balls. Yeah, I couldn't find a screenshot that of the could, horse that balls. Was the, that's the only game that could be at that point. <laughs> yep. Um, unfortunately, we've run out of time, so we can't do any Q&A today. Uh, but before we go, a couple reminders. First of all, Please help us if you can. Head to patreon.com slash sifted. That's S-I-F-T-D without the E. Uh, you can pledge whatever you want there, a dollar a month, $100 a month, whatever. But you do only have to spend $4 a month to get all our content early. In the case of Pactor Factor, you get it a week early. In the case of Game Face, you get it four or five days early. Um, again, not only is our price for our Patreon lower than everybody else's, also our delay times for our flagship shows are much longer. Your exclusivity period on our content is way longer than most Patreons. So there's a lot more value in getting our content earlier than a lot of other Patreons. But again, we'd appreciate it. It's the only way we make money other than Twitch Prime. And so you can go and see our Patreon. You can look at the total there and you may wonder how the hell is this thing still going? <laughs> I wonder it sometimes myself. So um, we could use your help. Head on over there and drop us a pledge. But most importantly, someone who is helping us is LS Cream. Go to creamls.com. Check out the website there. If, you, if we can't convince you, I guarantee the website will. It gives the whole history of the family and where this recipe came from. Um, I'll say this, every time we watch that ad, I get thirsty because those drinks look absolutely delicious and you can make those drinks yourself. So support LS Cream, creamls.com. They are good people, they are sifters, they are gamers, and they are supporting us and that should be all you need to hear. Um, anything you want to say before we get up out of here, Matt Kyle? Uh, Nightwing's, Nightwing 3060 is correct. We are cheaper than Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> we're half price of Twitter. This is the other thing I would like to say actually. If you're like us, and you are becoming increasingly disgusted with Twitter and all the stuff is happening there, come to Sifted. Sifted, I built Sifted because I hated Twitter. Way back when, eight years ago when I launched Sifted, I did it because I didn't like Twitter. I hated having to scroll past a bunch of garbage I didn't care about to find the stuff that I liked. And that's what Sifted does. You tell us what you like and you get a custom feed and you're not gonna miss anything. Yeah, so the, uh, I, I rarely, if ever, see Twitter beat uh, sifted yeah, the news because it may be there but by the time it shows up in your feed and you scroll past all the crap it's too late so mm -hmm. again if you're becoming increasingly disgusted with how you've been getting your news for the last five years i have built this oasis for you it has everything you have you can build your own forums on sifted your own private forum if you're a subscriber we have crews where you can literally gather a crew of your friends together and you have your own private forum there is so much stuff that sifted does that people don't even realize because they don't give it a chance we have awesome forums that were custom built everything everything is there that you need if you're sick of twitter like i am Head on over to sifted.net. There's a family there for you. There is a place for you where you will be welcomed with open arms. And with that, we'll be back next week. Another banger of an episode coming next week. We got Star Wars Jedi coming. We got a bunch of games coming out this week. We have the Horizon Forbidden West DLC we'll be talking about. Hope to see you guys next Tuesday. We're here every Tuesday at twitch.tv slash games at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. So I hope you guys have an awesome week. I hope you guys enjoy Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, it's unfortunate we're not going to be able to talk about it before you guys have to decide to pull the I trigger. I hope we enjoy it. I hope we enjoy it, too. That's a good point, Matt. <laughs> That's I, what I, I'm worried about. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Screw you guys. It's all about us. <laughs> so anyway, thanks to everyone on chat. As always, you guys made this show much better. Hope you guys have an awesome week. We'll see you next Tuesday. Game Face is up and out. <laughs>